What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to today's live broadcast of the Hair Radio Morning Show. We've got a mixture of great hair talk, current events, music, and much, much more. Today's broadcast is courtesy of Carapy Shampoo, Carapy Conditioner, and Hair Nation Expo events. If you would like to speak with us while we're live on the air, and you've dialed our live call-in 516 number, press 1. If you happen to be listening online, at blogtalkradio.com slash hairradio, then please enjoy the slide presentation while you're tuned in. If you happen to miss any part of today's broadcast, remember that the replay starts at noon Eastern Time over at stormradio247.com. I'm Carrie Hines. My co-host, LaSonia Nicole, and I will be right back. Stay tuned.
All right, we're live. It is Wednesday morning, June 3rd of 2020. I'm Carrie Hines. It is our show number 455. I'm bringing to the line Miss LaSonia Nicole. Good morning, LaSonia. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, Carrie. Happy Wednesday to all of our listeners out there. Good morning to everyone yes. here nationally yes. and globally. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. Happy Wednesday. Absolutely. And thank you for reminding me. I do want to shout out to our uh, wonderful listeners, of course, everybody across America. But also want to say our numbers are just rising every morning. I get up and I take a quick peek and I see that uh, right behind America, we have Italy coming in, uh, folks over in the UK. Australia, and Canada. So we have a lot of other folks uh, who listen from Africa and South America and like tons of other places. But uh, those are the top top countries um, and areas that have been tuning in to the show. So I'm super, super hyped about it. And we've got a lot to share with you today on the broadcast. Now, we will be getting into uh, the weather in just a few minutes. I definitely want to pass that along. And also, coming up, we've got the uh, amazing, uh, well, one of one of the big things we just started, LaSonia. I don't know if you remember this from yesterday, <laughs> but we started oh, the word of the day. Absolutely. Right. And I wonder and who so, remembers what our word of the day was yesterday. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You know, that's a very good point. We're going to have to, you know, uh, we're going to see the folks. I've got to check to see what folks have actually responded. Remember, that's a good point. Each day, uh, what the word of the day is, we make um, an announcement. You never know what time. It could be at 6 o'clock in the morning or it could be at 8.59 New York time. So you guys know the show is between 6 in the morning and 9 o'clock Eastern time. And that word of the day can be announced at any time during that day. You'll know it's the word of the day because we're going to say, this is the word of the day. (laughs) And then we'll tell you what the word is. And so all that you have to do is simply, uh, the easiest way is to go on our app, uh, the Salon TV Network app. It's actually when you go to, if you have an Android phone, you download it for free. It's in the Google Play Store, biggest day. It's Salon TV Network. And uh, once you download it, there's a big old icon there that says Word of the Day. You hit the button to make your submission. It's two seconds, and, uh, and it comes over to us directly. Do that before the next day, uh, the next uh, uh, show broadcast, and you're in good shape to get your five points. Whoever collects the most points at the end of the month wins. So even if you miss a day, you can still jump in and play. It's really awesome, and I love it. The Word of the Day... We used to call it the secret word of the day, uh, but uh, it's really cool. And, and you don't have to listen live. You don't have to get up early. You can just listen to the playback of the show. And as long as you hear that word of the day and you make your submission um, each day that you hear and you have the correct word, of course, you can't give us the wrong word. Um, and uh, it's a lot of fun and some folks, even if you don't spell it right, we still kind of know what you mean. If it sounds, we can sound it out phonetically or whatever. We're in. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it still works. So anyway, anywho, as they say, uh, what else is going on? How's it going out in Maryland and the DMV? 
I know it's supposed to be a really, really hot day today. I think we're supposed to hit 94 today. Oh, and I I thought we were going to carry it. (laughs) On the inside, the bulk of the day. (laughs) Yes. And I'll tell you, you you're not a a uh, heat kind of of person. Neither am I, not not really. Not at all. Wow. Well, here, let me tell you, and that's actually, uh, I'm happy for the hot weather, and I'll tell you why. Mm. I had to tip my coffee there. I'm, I'm happy for the hot weather for the simple reason in this big fight with Corona. Um, I know folks say probably, I know you guys are tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of talking about it. <laughs> but I think in this way it's a good thing because I believe that the weather is contributing a great way, in a great way to the, you know, less cases and all that because... Here in New York, New Jersey area, for those of you guys in northern New Jersey and up here in New York, um, especially Jersey, they are ready to go to phase two, uh, which means that they're, they, I, I, for the first time, I heard the word gym <laughs> mentioned. You know, they have not mentioned gyms. Uh, you know, they barely mentioned salons. I'm going to tell you the truth uh, from my perspective. And so... Um, here I was shocked. It like salons and gyms, and I was thrilled because for us in the uh, event planning business, uh, we have not even heard not even a peep. They don't even mention the word concerts. They don't mention uh, any kind of group gatherings. That's the group of that people I haven't thought much about event planners. All their weddings that was canceled, all their different festivities oh my that were canceled. Oh, I feel yeah, that's sorry. That I have not thought a lot about that had a great impact by coronavirus. Yes. Well, what about, you know, for me, the funerals and all that, uh, that my friend, one of my dear friends told me uh, how awful it was. And his great aunt or what have you, she passed, she was just, uh, had nothing to do with the coronavirus. It just was bad timing. I remember at the onset when this kind of started with the corona stuff getting out, you know, going skyrocketing, and it was just crazy and chaos. Just a few months ago, <laughs> it was chaos, complete chaos, uh, if you guys remember. And so his poor auntie, I, I felt badly for him because, you know, they could not come and be part of that, and they had to do things virtually. And a lot of things that are still kind of going on in a lot of places, and it's my heart just goes out to everybody. We all uh, we all need a pat on the back, and that's what this Hair Radio Morning Show is all about, and that is bringing some level of positivity to your morning. And so that's what gets me up out of bed uh, at four in the morning uh, to do this show, and I'm really, really happy and proud to do so. So um, thank you, Lasonya Nicole, for giving me that moment. For giving <laughs> me that moment. Thank you. So um, today, you know, we're going to get into some hair talk, of course, uh, a little later on in the show. And we have some great folks to uh, tune into. Yesterday, I know we've got the weather to get to, uh, but yesterday, um, I was supposed to get on the last, we were doing this huge um, third, you know, hour, what's been happening with all the uh, the folks protesting and the others who are looter, looting or whatever you call it and all that, just what's happening out here. You guys have a TV. You know what's going on. And you tune into the Hair Radio Morning Show each day. Um, the thing is, I forgot to get on 
Mr. Benjamin Crump, who is the gentleman who's handling the family. He's the attorney for the family for uh, the Mr. Floyd, uh, who, you know, untimely death. So we are real uh, pleased that I could just go in my own archives and pull out folks who are newsworthy almost all the time here. So I'm really, really pleased with that. So we're going to get on. This is an excerpt that he was handling another case uh, that I had interviewed the family. At that time, I had started um, a weekly magazine show called Saturdays at 6. And I would literally come on every Saturday at 6 o'clock in the evening live at night. And I would share the news stories of the week. But um, for me, and I have to tell you guys out there, this is the first time I've ever talked about this on the Hair Radio Morning Show. But um, it was so grim. And this is the truth. The stories were so grim. This one story was about the young man who was found rolled in a mat or whatever down in Florida. Oh, so yeah, Benjamin Crump was here. Yeah. Oh, awful, awful. Well, I spoke with the family and um, on the radio show, and Mr. Crump uh, joined in with us. Uh, so it was it, yeah, I'm so used to doing happy talk on the Hair Radio Morning Show. <laughs> we might get a little heated here and there, but it's all still relatively happy talk every day. And I love that. I love, you know, it's the morning, and we want to get your day started in the right way and all that. And, and actually, you start my day, too. So I'm loving it. And LaSonia, the same with you. So I think, yeah. um, you know, so, right? So that was real. To, that I said, you know what? I'm leaving the hard news to Barbara and, and at that time, Barbara Walter, all these other folks out there. I'm okay with giving the happy talk. And that's what we do each morning here on the Hair Radio Morning. Right. How's that? The happy talk. Is that not cool? I like that. The happy talk. <laughs> the happy talk. Uh-huh. Mm. Want to just uh, kind of get a little bit into what's happening with the weather here in New York. Uh, when I woke up this morning, it was literally raining out my window. So I, for me, it's a big deal because I have to, you guys know, i got to take my little dog out and all this other stuff. But anyway, it was raining. And um, when I looked to, to check on the weather, uh, because I do for myself as well as for all of you guys, and here in New York, and I thought we were going to hold the record until you just shot me down with some 90, <laughs> 90 some degrees and yeah. out in the DMV area. Uh, here, it's going to get up to 85. I was just, like, really happy about that. I think it's the first time this season that we're getting up here in, in New York. So uh, I was very pleased about that. Well, over in Jersey today, North, not too far. I'm sorry, uh, Dallas. We're actually, we're going to start. I'm sorry, Dallas. <laughs> Uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, we're starting out in Texas, where it is right now about 76 degrees at this hour, going up to 94, and they have a 7% chance of precipitation. Uh, Denver is at 63, going up to 86, and also further west, out in Washington State, out in Seattle, it's 53, going up to 64. They have a 10%, so certainly they're going to have some showers. Gary, Indiana, 68, going up to 77, 15%, same for them. And Tampa, Florida, at 77 right now. They're heading to a high of 84 with 11%. So great, a great deal of parts of America uh, are going to be dealing with showers. Of course, out in my old home area, out in Riverside, California, uh, 67, going up to 98. Orange, New Jersey, 59, going up to 85. They have a 15% chance. 
Dover, Delaware, for you guys there, uh, 72, going up to 92 with a 15% chance. And down in Roanoke, uh, VA, 74, going up to 92. And uh, Utah, Salt Lake City, never talk much about Utah, 69, going up to 91. International cities coming up at about 630 with Retro Spirit Store. And I've got, uh, this is a very interesting one that we're going to get into in just a few minutes. Um, want to just kind of, we'll take a little quick five-minute break or whatever. We'll put on something real fast. And we've got a lot to get into this morning. And uh, you want to pay close attention because something tells me that word of the day is around the corner this morning. So uh, we've got a lot more to talk about. And also want to kind of give a little bit, uh, talk a little bit about what's happening at Hair Nation Expo. So We've got some things to talk about this morning on the show. We've opened up with Prince, and just because it was just just a thing to do and just pop life and just being happy. And, you know, we're trying to lift everybody's spirits today. So listen, uh, we'll take a music break. We'll also get on uh, this piece we have not talked about in a while on uh, on the model industry, modeling industry, I should say. So lots of wonderful good things coming up. And we want you to stay with us. Uh, so, all right, Lasonia. Um, also, guys, uh, with regards to natural hair, Lasonia, we'll get to that in the next week or so. Um, we'll have we'll, we're working on something big for you. That's all we'll say right now. How's that? Sounds great. Yes. All that, right. That sounds all right. great. It sounds and we'll good. Okay. Definitely keep you updated on it. Yes. And by the way, you always say this, Lasonia, about the Ask a hairstylist. Don't you think that's a great thing to tune into or to tell them about? Yes, I love, love, love. It's on. Have you checked out our app yet? Salon TV Network. We have a wonderful app, and it's just an all-inclusive app for the beauty industry. And as many of you Mm -hmm. already know, that my favorite part of that app is Ask a Hairstylist. So whether you're a consumer and you can't figure out something that you need to do to your hair, you just can't get those curls right or whatever it might be, and then especially if you're a stylist and you're working on a color formula or you just can't get that hair tinted back the right way or, you know, you're looking to do a particular angular cut, you can go to the Salon TV network, click on Ask a Stylist, Put your question in there and be connected to a stylist. And I just love that part of the app, how you have direct connection. It's a network. And I love any time that you can come together and work with someone and network with someone and network with like-minded. And, again, you know me, it's a part of the puzzle. And I just love it. You know, knowledge is so great and be able to have that literally at your fingertips is just an awesome tool. So I really, really love that part of the Me salon too. network. And yeah, exactly. It's my and especially with regards to natural hair, if you guys, while you're missing us, just simply go on there at any time and you have a question in the meanwhile, and we'll also get that on the air. That's a great way to do that. So perfect. Well, listen, this is Sherelle. We're going to toss it back on a Wednesday a little bit. We'll be back on the other side. Thank you so much. Stay with us.
Hi, my name is Ajak Deng. I am 27 years old and I've been modeling for seven years now, eight years. Hi, my name is Nyad Kim Garowicz. I am 25 years old and I've been modeling for two years. Hi, my name is Leomi Anderson. I'm 24 years old and I've been modeling for nearly 11 years now. Hi, my name is Kadia Diaz. I'm 21 years old and I've been modeling for two and a half years now. Uh, this one girl asked me one time, she's like, is it true that when black people take a shower or like the dark black people take a shower, the water don't touch your skin? Like you don't, you don't feel the wet of the water in my skin, on your skin. And I was just like, huh? Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. Like you get in the water, you're going to get wet, despite of your black, yellow, purple. One of the instances is where I was waiting at a casting for three hours. They'd seen my face. I'd been sitting there amongst the other girls. And when I finally got into the casting, they say to me, sorry, um, we're not looking for any African people. And I'm just like, um, well, that's a three hours of my life I can't get back because of you kind of thing. And I was just literally like to them, you know, if you're going to be racist, let me just tell you one thing. My heritage is Jamaican, but we're all from Africa. And they're just like, ah. I'm just like, really? Like, it's the, the ignorance is just like so shocking. It, I had I had so many crazy um, experience with hair and makeup. Being backstage, not having someone to do my hair right or do my makeup right makes me feel like I'm not represented. Like no one just really cares about my skin color or my hair type. Before I even had cut my hair like this, I used to have an afro. You know, you could do a lot with an afro. You know, you could either braid it or straighten it or curl it, but it was like, we don't know what to do with your hair. The texture is too nappy. I always have to travel with a brush and gel because when I'm backstage, sometimes I have to do my hair or do my makeup. Well, it's not that they don't provide someone to do it, but they won't do it the way I like it or it won't be, you know, what I want. But I had an experience in Milan where um, I literally, I, I, had went, I went through hell, basically. They glued in a whole head of extensions, they ripped them out, they blow dried my hair, they straightened it, they put hairspray, and then literally he was just about to put like a really water-based gel on my hair. And I just turned around and I said, if you put this in my hair, it's gonna make my hair go frizzy. And he literally just started going off, like calling me like the B word, telling me, um, who do I think I am? Who do I think I'm talking to? He can end my career in two minutes. And this is when I was 17 years old and it was in a room full of people. I felt so embarrassed and I was literally in tears. And that was when I really realized that, you know, being a black model is a completely different experience. I was at this campaign and um, backstage they didn't know how to do my hair. So they felt like, um, they well basically they had a white hairstylist and this guy didn't know how to do braids and he just like parted my hair and did whatever he wanted with it and I wasn't happy with it. Backstage, yes, absolutely, because not everybody has the correct uh, products to use on dark skin or maybe they do have it but they don't think of the whole undertone thing because you know I have a red undertone even though I'm darker than most. Um, I feel like often black models have to redo their makeup and I remember all like the black models coming to me because I was the only one with my makeup bag like Leone I need some powder the stuff that they're putting on me they're trying to say it's translucent but it's white like help me out here so yeah it's an instance that I've I've come across numerous amounts of time. I feel like it's unfair because white models don't have to do it. I've been in a lot of backstage and it's only the black models that do that. Most of the time, um, if a makeup artist doesn't know what they're doing with my skin, I just kind of want to be the teacher that they never had and <laughs> bring out my own um, 
my little you know makeup bag and just say you know what as you can see this it's the same but this has more red in it and this is just gray so it's gonna make my skin gray but if you want you can mix that with this and then we'll get the perfect color of mine and it's like oh most of the time they listen most of the time they want to fight you on it <laughs> when i would go to a show or photo shoot you know and then i would sit at a makeup artist chair you know and expecting them to like Put on a foundation, highlight, you know, c concealer, you know, all the type of all stuff you do for makeup, and it's like, as they never have any products for me, you know, I was like, we don't know what to do, and it was like, oh, this is a, my favorite line. You don't need foundation. Your skin is so flawless. I'm like, no, you don't have the foundation. It's not that my skin is flawless. In New York, a lot of makeup artists know how to do black skin, so we never really have that problem in New York. In London, they kind of are very well advanced out there, and they know how to do it. It's when you get to Milan and Paris, or like Spain, that they're just like, oh my god, I finally got a dark skin girl, so here's my darkest makeup brand I've never used. You're like, mm, that's not right. Why is it that if a white model says, ah, oh, you're hurting me, it's like, oh, sorry, babe, but me, it's like, oh, your grandma must have, yes, 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 yes. I'm just like, uh, no. My grandma has a nice soft touch. <laughs> Lies, because everyone knows your grandma hurts your head, but she gets the job done, unlike them, so it's fine, you know? This guy goes, do you taste like chocolate if I lick you? <laughs> I was like, what? He's like, do you, you look like you taste like dark chocolate. So I just want to see, can I lick your hand? I was like, no, you're not going to do that. And he's like, why not? I just want to taste it. I was like, lick your hand and you tell me what that tastes like. And he did. And he's like, it tastes like skin. I'm like, that's what mine tastes like. Have a good day. <laughs> the thing that really drives me is the fact as well that I don't know what the future holds every single day every single season we're seeing so much progression for young black women within all industries so i'm like if i give up now who knows where i could be i could be like the oprah winfrey of the fashion industry brands are just trying to make black girls this trend and it's not it's not a trend it's, it's diversity it's representation it's, it's everything and um that's sad it's very sad i want to leave a good mark in the industry. I want to do something that's gonna change a lot of people's lives and that's gonna help the, the world, humanity. So the future is bright, the future is promising for us and I think we all just have to stick together and work together because it's the only way we can make it further. Yeah, the ones with the beard. Do you want that beard tame? Do you want it shiny and well-groomed, not dusty or shaggy? Well, try this. Carapy Beard Oil. It's all natural. It stops breakage. It grows your beard and mustache. This even moisturizes your skin beneath. Did I mention that it smells amazing? Come on. I dare you to try it. You can find it with the Salon TV app or at carapy.com. Did I mention that it smells amazing? All right, we're back live. You're listening to the all-new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. It is Wednesday morning. It's June 3rd, 2020. It is our show number 455, 455. As we broadcast, I'm live in Brooklyn, New York. 
But Sonia Nicole is on the line, and she is out of the DMV out in Maryland. Good morning, Miss LaSonia Nicole. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Kerry Hines. Good morning to yes. you, and good morning to all of our amazing listeners out there with us. Absolutely. I'm always happy, you know, especially as the week starts to progress a little bit. I was just listening, and I was like, wow. Uh, to the piece on uh, the dark models and all of that. And we're coming so far with everything. And I think this is such a tipping point in the world. So I I can't wait to see how everything plays out. Yes, the year kind of came in uh, in a weird way. And it's been a little tough here and there. (laughs) Just to piggyback on that piece, every time I Uh hear that piece, I I still listen to it, although I've heard it, you know, a couple times, I still get just in awe whenever I hear her talk about when she gets to the segment about, can I taste you? I'm, I'm just like, <laughs> someone yeah. really, like, I visually picture that in my mind. Someone <laughs> asking me, can they taste me? Like, yeah. taste my hand. Like, can I lick your hand? Mm-hmm. That's, that's just and- like... Wow. Is that not odd? <laughs> yeah. And I love her voice. because I love all their voices because of their accents. This is, of course, folks over in the U.K. And um, and I just love it. It's so different and it's interesting. But this is also how, I guess, folks out there who may not uh, come into contact with so many folks who, who don't look like them. That's why it's always important. And that's why I love this show so much. It really does. Uh, shine the light on everybody it truly truly does and so I guess it's a perfect time to talk about um, let's just get the international weather done and then I want to get on into our let your spirit soar so um, over like we at the top of the show we talked about and welcomed the listeners out in Italy they really do guys I just have to shout you out you are tuning in to the Hair Radio Morning Show so our friends in Rome and some of the other little cities over there um, we know you guys have been through a tough time as well in recent months it's 75 degrees right now over in Rome and they're going up to 80 so climbing up another 5 degrees and it's a 6% chance of, of uh, precipitation there and over in Wales uh, Wales this is a place where one of my favorite singers of all time, which you would never guess, is Mr. Tom Jones, uh, who was old time. This is super old time school. So not you young folks are going to know who Tom Jones is. But he's still out there. He's uh, He remade Prince's Kiss song, and he had a whole bunch of songs in the old days. And he's Welsh. Um, and uh, from Cardiff, over in Cardiff right now, I thought it would be good since that's a part of the U.K., and you guys are tuning in to our show each day. Uh, the weather there is 59 going up to 63. Now, you guys have a 92% chance, so it's going to be some rain. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'd have to think about that a little bit. And uh, Catherine, uh, who is a dear friend of the Hair Radio Morning Show, she's down in Australia. Uh, now, she's not in Melbourne, but we're going to give the weather in Melbourne this morning. It's 54 going up to 58 degrees. And uh, we always shout her out because she created the headbed, which uh, I had the pleasure of carrying here at the Hair Radio uh, Hair Radio Company. 
and also doing some writing uh, for uh, one of the companies who had that article placed in Salon, Modern Salon uh, online edition. So just a lot of hair industry connections. The, end, the interesting thing with that, and LaSong, you'll see this if you look on my Facebook page at Carrie Hines. Um, I posted the article. They literally put somebody else's name as the byline. Do you know how crushing that is? (laughs) That was crushing. And I didn't even realize it. Like all this time, I just happened to uh, come across it because I've written for, most folks know that I have my book, How to Get Rich in the Hair Business, and other little books and little articles and blogs and all that. But I actually have written for the newspaper um, in Brooklyn. I I did an article for the Daily Challenge newspaper, and you can Google all that, and I have some things that we'll share. I've written for other folks, and even Shelly Garrett. Uh, the folks, uh, Doris Garrett was a guest yesterday for the late Shelly Garrett, and she was keeping his legacy going. And uh, one of the reasons uh, that I connected with them so much is because they hired me to write the article for their 30th anniversary, and that's what I did. So, awesome. uh, yeah, so a lot of that is out there. And then I do bios and all kinds of stuff for folks. Um, so a lot of that is already the fact that they had put somebody else's name on the piece. And this is a publication that they don't, they don't generally have a whole lot of African Americans represented in the publication. Let me just put it on out there. Um, so, and, and that's not the only, I've been in other magazines and things that are not necessarily Afro focused. Um, I also was in their competition which was American Salon magazine. And American Salon did an actual article on us. And this was in the early 2000s, but it's out there. Um, And they had a special issue of folks of color. So I remember that. But lots of interesting stuff. Listen, the world of hair and beauty, it's it's being integrated as we speak, literally. So um, real interesting stuff. Okay, on to the Let Your Spirit Soar. Please tell everybody, Lasonia right. Nicole, what the Let Your Spirit Soar segment is all about on this I'm ready to be inspired. <laughs> Me too. Thank this you. is our inspirational moment. I am ready to be inspired. This is just, you know, I Let Your Spirit Soar, Carrie, is just what it says. It, it's a time mm-hmm. where our spirit gets to be soared. It gets to be touched. We get to look at how something might impact us. We get to hear a phrase that has traveled, for the most part, from generations to generations, that someone that's famous, someone that might not be as famous, has made a quote, and it has stuck around for generations and generations to come, and it's impactful. And what I like about it is, you know, we get to see how it impacts our life and how it affects us. So that that's what our Let Your Spirit uh, Soar yes. moment is about. And it's just what it says, let your spirit soar. And I love that because I remember, I believe that someone actually has some inspirational words at their salon and up on the wall. Who might that be? Yeah, I wonder who. I think it might be LaFayette Nicole. <laughs> There yes, you go, I and, three. I, and I love that, Lasonia. Yes, it's Pierre uh, Toussaint, Madam C.J. Walker, and Vida House of Soon. Yes. Uh-huh. 
until you put these inspirational, your own inspirational, you've been doing that for a while. This is not inspired by us. I'd love for us to take the credit, but we cannot. (laughs) (laughs) So that is just marvelous. And keeping the spirit of folks. Well, listen, this one you'll be able to add to your wall there in Maryland. It says now here, this one is a little long, so I want you guys to bear with me. It says peace comes from being able to contribute the best that we have and all that we are towards creating a world that supports everyone. But it's also securing the space for others to contribute the best that they have and all that they are. So I'm going to repeat that. It says peace comes from being able to contribute the best that we have and all that we are towards creating a world that supports everyone. But it is also securing the space for others to contribute the best that they have and all that they are. It's by Hafsat Abiola. And uh, hmm, a lot to think about, a lot to take in. So uh, this is one of those world peace quotes. It's, um, what, what comes to mind? Anything comes to mind on that? Even if you take a part of the first line, peace when comes I think from being able it, to contribute. What, what yeah. stands out to me is peace, being authentic, being mm. true, treating others as you would want to be treated. Um, really mm-hmm. living in peace and not discord. You know, being an open door, being a being a sanctuary for other people. You know, being there where other people feel as though they can come to you and conversate with you and lean on you. I, I think that you mm-hmm. know it has that that joy feeling in it. You know, something like that, that you know. Yeah. The world didn't give it to you, and the world can't take it from you. You know, just being <laughs> comfortable. You know, that that's where I come with that. And especially when it's not just talking about the peace that you give to yourself, but the peace that others have within you. Um, yes. I think that that's very pro- – I think that's the key in that statement. Mm-hmm. In, in, is that the, it's not just about your peace. It's the peace that others find within you. That's right. And and making the world uh, a peaceful place that is really inclusive to all. But mm-hmm. also, I think, um, and it's all that you said, and making a place or a space for others to give the best that they have. I think exactly. that only adds to that. So I'm, I'm just a big fan. I love it. And these quotes, I'll probably, I think we have to set up a little, um, a little uh, icon on our Salon TV Network app, where if you have a favorite quote, maybe you might want to share your favorite quote, and we'll include it on the show because I like these quotes. I, I have always, every day. I mean, other folks, I know you guys, you have your mantras and your aspirational things each day that you might do. And I love all of that. I'm a, I'm just big with stuff like that. You know, that's what inspires me every day to push forward, especially as an entrepreneur. Hey, earlier in the broadcast, we started talking about, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and, you know, being secure in what you're doing and all of that. And I just wanted to mention yesterday I had um, this young lady contact me with regards to the expo which we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Um, but she had expressed, she said, you know, 
I wasn't going to call you. And she had called to inquire about the expo. And I'm going to put her on blast here because she was, I said, honey, there's no way I could put on a show in August. (laughs) And we haven't even been cleared yet still. We have not officially been cleared. And uh, that's the truth. So I said, there's no way to put on an expo. I can't do it. I would love to. I'd be the first there. Uh, But we just can't. And until we, we, I, there's no way, even this year for not just us, but, you know, I've seen one big hair show after the other. Everybody's, you know, just, we've called it a day. But, uh, but anyway, she goes on to say that, you know, she just launched her hair business and all of that, which is awesome. And, uh, but she said that she was so scared and that uh, to step out to do that, to launch her business. And that she had, this is what she told me, and that she wasn't even going to call because she was so scared to even take a step to even call us uh, about the expo, which means that, you know, she wants to promote her business through our space and all of that. But I, it just made me, it actually, you know, when I hear that, I'm such a person who supports entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurship. I love entrepreneurs, as you guys, I guess it's not a secret on this show. We support businesses and folks doing businesses. It means everything to me uh, to support people uh, in their endeavors. And so I just told her that, you know, you have to, you've got to get over that fear of failing. And we talked about this. I think you talked about it as well, Sonia. Yeah, it, we actually had a quote that, that went with that about uh, the courage to take the first step in the finish. Oh, my goodness. And the something to finish. Yeah. Right. If you don't, don't start, you, you won't finish. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the courage to, yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. That's right. And she just expressed that, and she was literally, I could hear it in her voice. So, um, but she was so glad that she did. She was thrilled after, you know, coming on and I was able to uh, encourage her just with the truth. And it was probably something that she just needed to hear to reinforce that she had made the right decision to go forward with promoting her own business. And she said because of this situation with the uh, pandemic, she was able to do that, that she wouldn't have even been introduced to the idea or notion that she could run her business. So I said, wow. See, to me, Sonia, I was, am I right? I was given those, that that belief system was placed in me as a little kid. And I was encouraged as a child. So this is, and told the stories of my grandfather who ran his own business. This is all that I've ever known. <laughs> you know, it was right. planted every day in me, and over. And over. I just, I, I'm, I'm in shock when I come across. It's like the world is the opposite of me. You know what I mean? Everybody <laughs> else is thinking about work or going to work every day with that kind of mindset. But no, I was always taught the opposite. I was taught to, of course, you can do and set up a bit. That's what we do. That's natural and normal. Absolutely. So when I come, so when I come across folks who, you know. It's it's a no-brainer for me, but I get that other folks, you know, come from different experiences now as an adult. I get that, and, and we just want to encourage everybody, you know, because if you were missing that in your life where nobody told you you could do it, we want to tell you that you can do it. 
We Absolutely. want to be that voice for you. You can right? do it. Yes. Wow. You can so absolutely do it. Yes, and I so and I love that. That's what it is, Carrie. You know, you have to. You know, there's even a song out that says, you know, you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes, you really have mm. to encourage yourself, regardless of what mm-hmm. all the naysayers are saying in your background. And sometimes, that biggest naysayer is yourself, and you have to have the That's strength right. to be able to go over top of yourself and encourage yourself right. and let yourself know. That you can do it You know how many ideas are out there That someone else had in their brain Thought about and then someone else Was just like oh I'm going to make this happen I mean it happens all the time So you definitely Have to encourage yourself That's right and I love what you just said Because that is very true I remember I used to I've always been able to think of different ideas I guess you guys know that already (laughs) If you follow me But the thing is Uh I remember telling folks, I used to give away like a lot of great ideas. I would say, oh, somebody else, let them do it. And I would, uh, at first, this was early on, and uh, somebody said, no, this is for you to do it. It is for you. So um, I started really sitting down and doing my ideas and, and just exploring and, you know, having that strength of, of, of believing in yourself and, I just, um, I'm always, uh, you know, I remember that and take it to heart. So I love that. So now we're going to give away the word of the day. And just to tell everybody about the word of the day. LaSonia, you you want to share with everybody as well what the word of the day kind of is about? Of course, you know. So we have this new fun segment coming in. That, you know, we kind of get to play for the whole month. And we have, and I'll remind you what our word of the day was yesterday. So when you hear our word of the day, you know, you're going to jot it down. You're going to upload it into the Salon TV Network app. And at the end of the month, whoever has the most points, I think you get five points for each word of the day, you're going to get a special goodie from I love that. Radio morning show. So excellent, that's what excellent. It is. So this this right here, you get to be interactive. You get to get prizes. You get to get you know who knows what that gift is going to be. Which area of the Hair Radio Morning Show is going to come from? We might even bring you on live on the show. Let you have exactly. You got it. Ding, ding, ding. Host with us for an hour that day. You might receive some therapy hair products or you know. There Who knows go. what's going to come? Something to do with our expo, mm-hmm. but it'd be a special gift for you from the Hair Radio Morning Show. We want you to participate day after day, yes. week after week, month yes. after month. You can win more than once, so you keep track right. of all of your words of the day, and you are going to be rewarded for participating. I love with us that. for being one of us. You're one of us behind the scenes. So it's exactly. just a way for us to keep you also interacted with the Hair Radio Morning Show. Exactly. And I love like, it. In case you missed it, uh-huh. yesterday's word was hair dryer. Yeah, and that then, was so on that's just a, a reminder show. to you. Now, we're not going to always be recapping the words from the day before. but just Right, and remember you that you it's too late to get credit from yesterday. So right. If you didn't submit it yet already. Um, the the new word of the day 
uh, for today, Wednesday, June 3rd of 2020, is we should have that drum roll, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we we got to do the drum roll each day, and then after the drum roll, we'll go ahead and do that announcement. How's this? Let me see if I can get this on. Here we go. I'll leave out that drum roll. <laughs> yeah, but the word of the day today is mirror, M-I-R-R-O-R. Like you look into the mirror, the word of the day is mirror, a mirror, M-I-R-R-O-R. So that is it. So what you need to do, as LaSonia eloquently put it, you need to go onto the Salon TV Network app, and submit the word. You'll see once you do that, it has a big old icon there that says word of the day. You simply click on that and submit it. It's very easy. Takes two seconds and you'll get your five points. And uh, remember that you can jump in and play at any time during the month. So if you miss a day or so, and uh, you don't have to get up early to listen to uh, the word of the day. You can just play back on a show as long as you submit it to us before the next show starts. And uh, we'll take it from there. So I'm real excited about that. And it's always very good, the word of the day. But like you said, we've got some great prizes lined up for you guys. You don't want to miss out on that. And my favorite part, as you mentioned, was to come on the air, bring them on the show live. And that is it. You read my mind. So good job, Sonia. Well, listen, we're going to – there's a lot of talk. Normally we do the big, big – and I do want to bring on someone who I think she's supposed to be with us coming soon. And I'm just going to check in with her again today uh, to see uh, if we can get her back on. But you guys know I always love to run Miss Peggy. She is just one of our great stalwarts when it comes to uh, information and just uh, miss everything for everybody. So I'm very, very excited to get her on the show. Uh, We're going to have her back live with us really soon, but this is one of my favorites where she shares a whole bunch of inspirational talk with us. And so this was her last recorded one. So guys, stay with us. And we've got a whole lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show. So this goes on for about maybe 25 minutes or so, but Stay with us. We'll be back on the other side of that. And then we've got a lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go. You're listening to the Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines. With me today is a very special guest. You guys know her. She's been with us before. The Hair Radio Morning Show is proud to welcome back CEO of UBC-TV, Miss Peggy Dotson, welcome back to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Thank you very much, Carrie. How are you? I'm doing great. It is my pleasure to welcome you back uh, in 2020 to this wonderful broadcast. And to bring somebody, you know, we're doing a special right now on uh, women in business and, and who else besides the legendary Peggy Dotson to talk to about UBC TV. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Now, how can we, what can we tell folks what UBC, for those who may have been under a rock <laughs> for these last <laughs> decades or so, but what can you tell us about UBC TV? 
Well, um, I can, think I can break it down into one sentence, if I can remember. <laughs> what <Well>, UBC <laughs> is, I guess, technically, you could say um, it's ur- we're an urban broadcasting company, and uh, UBC is a, a media technology broadcast company uh, that creates original urban lifestyle content, goods, and services. Uh, that's distributed over multiple platforms uh, globally. That's that's the basis of what it really is, in in a, in a word. Why is it so important to have something like UBC TV these days? Well, I think I know for one reason is our culture. We need to be able to tell our own stories, and those stories need to be told by us. Uh, many some years ago, the only stories, only people that were telling our stories were not of our race or or culture. And as the more the world gets multi-platformed, the more culture is important. And we've known for many years that um, that African Americans we have what a uh, over a trillion dollar buying power, and that's growing and that we are the creators of the world, and people follow us. We over-index in video. We over-index. We purchase everything. We over-index in everything. But yet we're the least represented uh, in reference to who we really are, and people have basically painted us as one-dimensional. Although today things are better, I must say that some of my colleagues are working a lot, and uh, some of the studios have opened up more to accepting us um, uh, to be on screen, whether it's a small screen or a big screen. But there's so much more still to be done because the problem is controlling the narrative. We still are not controlling the narrative, which means that our stories are not being told, although there are more of us in front of the camera and more of us behind the camera, uh, the stories are still not being told. So, Peggy, know, why, why do you think uh, they're not being told the way we wish to tell them, even to this day where, as you pointed out, things have gotten a teensy bit better, but why have why are we still not controlling the narrative? Well, because we the industry is controlled by white males. And uh, it's a well-known fact. I mean, I'm in so many meetings. I meet with, you know, the Googles, the Facebooks, the, uh, the companies that I'm always around, AT&Ts, and, and I have deals with most of them. Um, but the issues that they also recognize is not that they're recognizing the issue uh, that a lack of diversity. When you don't have uh, people of color at the table, you have the wackiest stuff that comes out. We've seen in some of the commercials that have been on, you know, we're saying, you know, like I think it's, um, what company was it that had the blackface uh, Prada? I mean, you created right. blackface. You know, where who was at the table to decide exactly. that? And, and they have, actually greenlit it. Absolutely. And it's, I, it's unbelievable. Which makes no sense, exactly. And I have to jump in because I know exactly what you mean. Here in New York, I watched, um, we just kind of wrapped, in February, you know, it's Black History Month, and they show mm-hmm. 
tell stories. Uh, you know, little on the news they show a little five second clip about. Um, usually it's you know kind of textbook uh, black hero type thing, and mm-hmm. they'll talk about it for a few seconds, and it's usually where they're totally white anchors um, talking about it, which is okay. But then they, I noticed since I watched the news all the time that they were they kept retelling the same clip, showing the same clip over and over. No one bothered to come up with different clips about different black heroes and i mm-hmm. said wow they're not only i said this is just they're just trying to capitalize on it and not even making a real contribution to their own broadcast about the contributions of blacks mm-hmm. and history and mm-hmm. this is something and it just reminds me of what you're saying about having a seat at the table having a exactly. seat at the table and to me i think uh like ubc tv it's having the whole darn dining room. I, I think this is the thing that I'd like to see. Um, and, and as you so eloquently put it, um, with things that are changing, and they are changing slowly, um, and we have folks who are looking more and more like us in front of the camera, but um, and some behind the camera, but it really needs to be on a corporate level, I think. How do you weigh in on that? Well, yeah, I, I I totally agree with you. It, it needs to be more on the corporate level. You're right, where there are more people of color on corporate boards. Uh, where you have, I mean, for instance, um, venture capital, women. Period. Let's still just say women. Um, there's what zero point zero point one percent of women on projects are being funded by venture capitalists. There's and so you know the ninety nine point nine percent of them are male, and um you know just having more people of color um at the table and more women uh of color at the table in these corporations and 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 to be able to green light things to be able to say there are there are a handful of women out here now that are green lighting they're getting deals at Netflix and things of that nature uh but we're so far behind still. It's like the weight of the world is on a handful of people's shoulders. And And it shouldn't be like that. Exactly. You would think this is a no-brainer because um, when we are faced on television, like um, I have so many of these amazing stories to share with you guys today, Uh, one that kind of jumps out at me is, um, you know, the diversity in my own company at Hair Radio LLC. And I have folks who represent the rainbow. We have Caucasian uh, colleagues and associates here. We have African Americans. We have folks who are outside of the country. We have folks over in Ghana who support us and who uh, promote us out there. But one of my favorite times, um, I had one of my colleagues on who's not an African American. And um, I remember showing the flyer for our big Hair Nation Expo events. We're going to talk about that as well down the road some. But um, I was showing the flyer where we have these beautiful three ladies who are African-American, so it looks um, uh, on the picture, in different shades. And we mm-hmm. do that so everybody can identify. And uh, it's gone over very well in the black community. But um, the the colleague, uh, again, who's not African-American, said to me, uh, is it possible we could have, instead of that maybe, she said it delicately, 
as delicately as you could put it, but could we mm-hmm. put a Caucasian face on there instead of the three black ladies, I guess. I forget exactly mm-hmm. how she worded it because she really tiptoed around that. <laughs> but yeah. she didn't mean any harm. The, just in her world, she was never used to looking at so many black images. And right. so to her, this was like, you know, can you put something, um, you know, a white person on or whatever the case might be? I forget how she said it again. I wish I could remember. I was kind of in consternation. I was taken back for a moment, uh, taken aback at, at uh, what she had asked me because I thought to myself, I was very polite, but I said, you know, I wake up every morning, I turn on the TV, I'm bombarded with images of folks who don't look like me mm-hmm. all day every day, night and day, month after month, for year after year, for decade after decade. (laughs) And you can't look at a flyer for five seconds with black folk? (laughs) I really wanted to say that. And she's probably listening to this broadcast right now. Well, you know who you are. But uh, I just crack up at it because I said, you mean to tell me you can't stand to see it for five seconds? And I have to live my entire life, you know, looking at images. Not that we are against anybody, but it's just the fact that we're all trying to live together and get along. So the key is to be fair, to be fair. Mm -hmm. And that's what the Hair Radio, and I love the Hair Radio Morning Show because we can point out some of those differences and some of those things. and, And it's not to the degree where we're trying to, alienate or xenophobia or anything like that, we're all here with a a similar purpose called life and trying to uh, lead our way and find our, navigate our way through, through this thing. And um, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm here to say. So it's, it's still, it cracks me up to that degree. Yeah. It's just about equality, actually. It's just about equality and being just and being fair and being even, and being reflective of the country. You know, uh, even now you have the formula casting doesn't work anymore. They still do it to a degree where you have one black person or one, I mean, they they don't even, I mean, Latino, Asian, I mean, gosh, very, very, very seldom, even though in the Academy Awards you had the big winner this past, this season was an Asian um, film. But right. very seldom uh, you have, even with the newscasters, you can see the, the, the local news. You may have one African-American anchor. You may have the top anchor may be a white male. You may a white, you know, that's the way they do it. It's one to three, one to four, or maybe two. Every now and then you get two, depending on, I guess, their demographics. But Well, I think it also depends on the time of day that you might, yeah, there's Mm -hmm. still some, like you say, I love what you say, there's so much work to be done because I watch a lot of the anchored news uh, locally here in New York City, and uh, what I do notice uh, is that where, it's exactly what you said, and and sometimes it's even worse because you don't even have, there's no representation with a black male anchor lead, or so very rare. Uh, and then, yeah. you know what I mean? And then you're not even seeing a real representation of even the African-American experience because what you'll see are uh, folks who are just one complexion. You never see the real rainbow. 
and mm-hmm. um, you certainly don't see natural hair being reflected. What you see are basically the same cookie-cutter reporter styles, straight hair to the shoulder or something like that. That's all that you see. It's the same old, it's same true. old, same old. And you can tell, you can absolutely tell that there is nobody black sitting at that table. And even when they talk about uh, Mm -hmm. black stories and reporting things, you can still tell by the narrative, by what's being reported, and the angle, and and the you can still tell. You get a chill, like oh, did they just say that? And that kind of because the editors, because the editors, the the producers, are not people of color. And um, I've and we feel it, right? Yeah, yeah, and you know, and if they are some, um, for instance, I, I won't bring up any names of networks, <laughs> no. but uh, and <laughs> because I have friends that work at them, and but you know, there right. are some. I have one colleague that told me, um, even with people who are of color, African American, they use the same people over and over again, which is very boring because you get create the same opinion, and they and it doesn't it doesn't diversify True. even the same black voices you know like these are the only people you know you can't pull somebody else exactly. in exactly and and, uh. and one of my co- white colleagues told me one and she said peggy i'm apologizing to you i said you don't need to apologize to me you need to apologize to everyone else but she says what happens is happens is that sometimes things move so fast we they don't think about bringing anyone else in they only go to the pot that they know uh True. And they and they and they get people that they're familiar with, and it's a very uh, incestuous business exactly. because people only, you know, uh, like you like for instance, you see comedy sitcoms and you see Kelsey Grammer. How many, how many shows was he on? <laughs> I mean, Kelsey Grammer. Oh my God, ten shows. Listen, with I Grammer just watched it. exactly, and it's so funny you say that. Uh, not to pick on him, but I just happened to be watching Patricia Heaton's new show. On mm-hmm. Thursday night, and who pops up at the end? Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> there you go. I, and I say <laughs> to folks out there rash. that um, what happens is it seems like other communities can kind of fail forward. They can have uh, one show after another that kind of gets shut down or it doesn't be a, or is not a hit, and they keep on going on and on and on. They just get so many additional and extra opportunities where we can't. We have to fight and do something amazing just to get half a one. But I love what you said, and, and let me just tell everybody again, guys. If you've just tuned in, if you've just joined us, you're listening to the all new Hair Radio Morning Show. I'm Carrie Hines, and my very special guest with us today is Miss Peggy Dodson. Now you guys know her. She is the CEO of UBC TV. And we're so excited to welcome you back to the Hair Radio Morning Show. Good morning, Miss Peggy Dodson. Good morning. I'm here. Yes, you are. Now listen, I wanted to jump in. You mentioned something um a little while ago about equality. And I thought it was mm-hmm. the perfect lead in to talk about uh, hair equality, I've just launched a new site, HairEquality.com, which kind of takes you to our Hair Nation Expo platform, but it talks about the diversity and, and how important uh, that uh, the there's something out there that we we're going to get into, just a tag called the Crown Act. And so hair mm-hmm. equality makes everybody part of that conversation, like you said, about seats at the table, 
that's what this is all about. We want to recognize everybody's hair and not let folks use our hair uh, in the black community to be discriminated against. And and I wanted to get your thoughts on, on hair equality and what you think. Um, you know, we've all, you know, folks, especially natural hair folks, and even those who are not, um, our hair has been very important to us and folks have used that to separate us and what are your what's your take on it? Well, it's like Samson and Delilah. What happened with Samson? Mm. He cut his hair and he lost his powers. Mm. So hair to us is is part of our our cultural expression and it's part of our power and it's yeah. part of who we are. And um, you know, having to I've had I had a friend who had who has locks and he had to cut his locks. He got a new job. He said, "I'll cut my hair," and because they don't, you know, like have to cut my locks. They don't want that. And um, it's just a way of making people lose their identity and 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 fit into something that has no soul, no creativity, no nothing. And uh, and when you fall for that into that no soul, no nothing, you are then dictated to to be someone that you are not. And, um, I mean, black folks have been always, we just see our hair everywhere. I mean, from locks to all types of braids and everything, hair expressions. You know, I love the hair shows because I love the competitions, the creativity yeah. that that's created. And I feel that that is an expression of who we are, and it should always be welcome. And, and I'm so glad and so happy about the the Crown Act because, you know, no one should be penalized because they have locks. I have locks. And, um, you know, because I am a creative. they just keep their fingers out of our hair? I mean, my goodness, leave the hair our hair very, alone. I know. The hair is my very po- powerful because it's, our, it's your crown. It's your crown. Your crown is your loyalty, your heritage. And, and uh, you know, this goes all the way back to, you know, slavery and, and right. them bringing us here and mm-hmm. and totally taking anything and everything away from us Stripping. that identifies who we are as a culture or race of people. I would say, say culture, um, be, you know, our culture, and um, and they had to do that in order to control and 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 you know defame. But what's right. happening now is that um, that's not being that's not flying anymore. We're in a we're in a new era of acceptance and and creativity and cultural. I think we're in a cultural revolution. Exactly. Where all the stuff that used to be is no more. We're not tolerating the way that things used to be. And uh, it's a great change. It's a wonderful change. And that's exactly. why I keep my hair locked because I want people not to know, you know, I mean, afros, locks. I mean, japros. You have you can go to you can go to Japan, and what they call the, they they wear afros over there. They're called japros, japros like Japan afros. Wow. People follow our culture globally, from exactly. whether it's hair or what have you. And so, why should we cut our hair when that's our our power? I want little girls and little boys and people who are who are executives to to know that yes, you can be professional and wear your suit, your heels or whatever. And your hair could be locks, it could be afro, it could be whatever. It's just an expression of who you are, which is you have to bring yourself into the room anyway. Exactly. And I think, Peggy, you're absolutely right. It also seems that to me what folks uh, who are not in this community just don't understand 
and they don't care to understand it. They just want to, you know, um, I don't know what, I, I can't even make any sense of it. But the thing is, uh, where there was a teenage boy and he was, uh, you know, that wasn't even allowed to march in a graduation because of his hair and all this kind of crazy, it's so crazy and bizarre that mm-hmm. it just doesn't even make any sense. And the only thing I can kind of maybe say is that in these other communities, maybe their hair just doesn't mean anything to them. It's not that cultural deep uh, resonance with them, and perhaps that's it. I don't know. But what I am here to say is that, um, and to reiterate what you said, and we cannot tolerate that going forward. This Crown Act, which is really creating a respectful and open world for natural hair, that's really what this is about. And you have these states in New Jersey just being like the third in the nation at this time. I think there's a fourth. There are a few states where it's pending, and this is uh, where they have passed these bills to not discriminate against folks, especially for natural hair, but... uh, and, you know, using the hair as a way to separate and, and treat people in a derogatory fashion. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to keep an eye on it right here on the Hair Radio. We wouldn't be the Hair Radio Morning Show if we didn't, Miss Peggy Dodson. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, speaking yeah. of little girls, and you mentioned this earlier, um, you know, just to even ask you, because you've been uh, really doing some amazing things at UBC TV and being a CEO, you already set an example for young women. But um, what what can you tell us? Like, uh, if you have to share advice, uh, what advice would you share with young girls out there about being a CEO or whatever you think they can do? Well, my advice is never give up on your dreams. You know, you you dream something, and people have to understand that. Um, you know, the head of, of Google and uh, IBM and Microsoft, all of those companies were created in someone's mind. And then they, from there, they were created some in garages, Facebook. All these, all these guys worked out of garages and small spaces. They didn't just pop up. And uh, everything is a process. It, it doesn't go a straight line. It will go up and it will go down. And But you have to believe in your dreams and you have to believe in yourself and never ever give up. One of my mentors always told me, he says, never ever give up. You don't ever give up because that last swing of the bat that you decide not to swing could be the home run that you were looking, you know, to hit. And if you believe in something and, and you created it, that's what life is all about, creativity. You know, even, Absolutely. you know, Everything, everything. Just don't give up on your dreams. You can be whatever you want to be. Don't allow allow anyone else to determine who you are. You determine who you are. That's between you and the Creator, the Most High. That's wow. that's. I mean, I've had people tell me so many discouraging things on my on my past. I've been on this path for a while, and as you know, Carrie. We're like yeah. <laughs> we're like sister and brothers, you know. We have you know been, we've been always, yes. You sometimes you have to make a way, you have to find a way, and you know uh, because people actually and we lived in, in the you. same house at some point, so yes, <laughs> we I really know, are. Like I know brothers. we're like sisters and brothers. <laughs> we you know? really are, and, yeah. and and you never know how many people really have faith in you and how many exactly. how many people are looking up to you. I mean, there's been times where I said, oh, God, i got to give this up. I can't do this anymore. And, 
you know, and someone like, a, you know, a teenager will call and say, oh, Miss Dobson, you're such an inspiration to me. My God, I just want to. Exactly. And I said, no, I, I can't. I've got to keep going. And you pick yourself that, up and you roll on. That's exactly, right. exactly. Wow. But, you know, you just have to well, keep at it. Well, who are some it. of the folks, Peggy, who have influenced you? You are an influence to many other young women. But who are some of the folks who've uh, who've made an impression on you? My mother. Wow. My mother. She's at the top of the food chain. My mother was so amazing. She's in heaven now. And and my dad, too. But my mom was just a powerhouse. She was an entrepreneur. She was a very spiritual being, mother of the church. Um, she was a community activist. Um, she was a healer. She was a negotiator. She was a financier. She was, and then she was my mother. And you know, I have sisters and brothers, and she was she was mama, but she balanced all of those things, and she was just so smart. She could do anything. But if I could be, you know, a third of what my mom was, then I feel I'm a success because she was awesome. And you know, I I I look at other other women like Harriet Tubman. Those these are my role models. Harriet Tubman was just phenomenal. She was. If you don't know about Harriet Tubman, she was uh, she was part of the CIA. Uh, besides the Underground Railroad, she was uh, I don't know if they've told the story, uh, but um, she was part of the CIA. She was a spy, um, and she helped recruit um, you know people from the South to fight in the North. You know because in the beginning, you know the North was getting their butt kicked, and uh, and just just a whole bunch of other things. She was fearless. She was very fearless. You know, Cicely Tyson, Rita Franklin. These are the, you know, you know, people, Billie Holiday. Um, I go look at people from that era because those were, those are the trailblazers that really kicked the doors in. And when they're at a time when, um, you know, it was very hard on black women, you know, because, it was very hard. We have it easier now, maybe harder in some senses, but, you know, we have it easier now. But the top of the food chain, my mom, my mom, my mother, my mother, my mother, my mother. She was just amazing. And she could sing, too. She was just amazing. And I love her to no end. Well, it so. sounds like uh, you mentioned about if you could just be a third of what your mother meant and what she, how she still impressions and has made such a big impression on you and your family. I have to say, I think uh, I'm going to just say I think you've just nailed it and hit it out the park. I'm going to give you three thirds on that. I think that you, as you were describing uh, all the wonderful uh, gifts that your mother shared, um, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, my goodness, Peggy's describing herself. That's what I I got, and I just want to say, and I know that, and I can say that, you know, you just, you've been doing some amazing things, and for you guys out there who've just tuned in, we've been having this awesome conversation. When Peggy comes to town, she brings it, and uh, we're chatting today on the Hair Radio Morning Show. Uh, I wanted my first guest of this year to be Miss Peggy Dotson. She is the UBC-TV CEO. 
And um, speaking of UBC TV, what are some of the programs that you guys are looking forward to bringing us? Well, um, we've expanded our, oh, God, uh, Carrie, we've just uh, taken off and yes. expanded the whole uh, programming grid uh, with UBC. We are, I guess I could say that we are um, going into the connected TV realm uh, this year, OTT. Um, and if you don't know what that is, uh, OTT is over the top, which is direct to consumer. And connected TV is sort of like the Roku's where you have connected TV. You, you're you not just watching um, broadcast or cable anymore. What's happening is that cable is um, it's ending because it's too expensive and cumbersome. And it has been a thorn in a lot of people of color's side who who have wanted to get into the business of storytelling on a large scale because the certain powers that be uh, were holding people back, and uh, they did not want us to get it because it's expensive. It's, it, what I'm in is expensive as it is, but you know, to have a half a billion dollars to get into the cable industry. You don't own. You won't own your own company, and 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 henceforth, you don't own your stories. You can't tell those stories because you have a whiteboard of directors or people who have no connection with anything with culture, dictating to you uh, what you must and must and cannot, what you can and cannot put on the air. So, um, in the world that we have it now with streaming, uh, which is taking over, uh, taking over, taking off. I guess television did not think that it was going to take over this much, and it's taken off because now everything will be everything's going to digital streaming, as you know, Carrie. And exactly. um, um, so now we are able to the playing field now is level. I can compete with anyone else out there. It's all about content is king and queen. And um, once you have the content, you have to have the distribution. I've been very, very blessed. Like I said, you have to stay in this game and not give it up. Uh, I've been at the right place at the right time. Uh, I've been able to cut deals, direct deals with Roku and Amazon Prime. Uh, we're going on Fire Stick. We're going on Android TV. We're uh, doing a deal with Hulu and and I have a deal with Verizon right now, which gives me um, the ability to go international, uh, linear. All the cable stations are going to digital cable. So we will also have our own, as you do with your hair radio um, show and your salon, which we, I'm sure we're talking about, to be able to get into homes. Is Traditional TV is dying. has died. Yeah. It has already Whoa. died because people... You. People just don't want to, they can't sit in front of a cable channel, and people don't want to see the commercials. They don't pertain to them. I mean, if, I mean, I don't want to see a commercial about Geritol. I don't need Geritol. <laughs> Not you know, yet. We don't, we, we don't need it quite yet. <laughs> we, don't, we don't need it. I'm, I'm never going to need it. Exactly. <laughs> I, exactly. I have my herbal compounds. <laughs> and so, you know, it's just that we don't need that type of, uh, those type of commercials. So exactly. what digital technology does, it gives us the opportunity to identify who's watching, when they're watching, how much they're watching, and a whole bunch of other stuff. You have artificial intelligence and all of those kind of AI. things coming to play, which, which is a two-edged sword, but it could be used for good in order to 
show people the right commercials and and things that they want to see pertaining to their own lifestyle. And that's what's so great about that. Said yes, because I remember when streaming kind of started. Streaming had a slow start. At first, there was a little bit of a there was a separation between broadcast and streaming, and the streamers. Mm Uh, you know, it was almost like a stepbrother kind of thing for if you were streaming content. Um, streaming was not, and when I, just as a consumer, not even talking about it in a broadcasting level, I couldn't even, I was like, well, this sounds just the same as a song I just played, uh, digital. So I mm-hmm. thought it was okay. <laughs> I, I couldn't understand why the folks would look down at streaming at that time. So, um, you know, and as you have so eloquently put it, uh, times have really changed, and the mm-hmm. streaming has really taken, uh, you know, front uh, front and center. And so well, I'm really proud. because now it's proud. broadcast quality. Yeah, everything now is HD and 4K, and it's broadcast. Uh, now the, the video has caught up with because before it was, like, spinning and lagging and things like that. I mean, exactly. people like Verizon – live stream the the Super Bowl and you get a, a live broadcast you you get broadcast HD quality same as it goes all across the board because what what is happening now is that content is about content and the and the different screens you may want to see it on your mobile you want to see, maybe see it on your tablet you may want to connect the TV which is like Roku which is like we're going on and and you, know, you may want to see it um on, Peggy on and I screen. are always, and, and, yeah. we're always so much right there together. <laughs> yeah, I was, it's, it's I, I'm going to save our big thing for, uh, we'll tell you about it the next time we get together. And I'm going to fill with Miss Peggy uh, uh, right after this call. I'm loving this today and having this wonderful conversation. But you know what, Peggy, I have to also say one of the biggest things, the other big D in the room, of course, digital is critical and important. The other big D is demand. And being able to have, like you said, that control over what you watch and and not just sit there and let folks just give you and tell you, but you get Mm -hmm. to make that decision. Um, So how does UBC TV feel about that, giving people that power? Well, I feel great about giving the people the power. I mean, we have an iOS app coming out, and, and I want people to be able to get all content on as many platforms it's possible. It's called TV Everywhere, and that started oh, some it. time ago. And uh, I was always embraced, you know, like you said, I was always, you know, I, like I said, I'm not tuning my horn, but I was one of the first three African Americans that was recognized in technology back in 2001. Uh, I was on the cover of Black Enterprise with two other sisters, and, and the, the story was weathering the storm. And we were the three African American women in technology, and because then I always felt that technology and media were could marry each other, and and once they marry, then you have something special because then the technology then can media can then the stories can be told over different platforms and in in ways that people want them, and then you can begin to monetize. Now a lot of the commercial ad inventory now is coming on to digital, um, you know because. You know, uh, companies want to get a, a ROI, better ROI, which is return on investment for the money that they're spending on advertising dollars, which means they want to reach that coveted demographic, whether it's the ex-gen or the kids or African-Americans or Latinas or whom, whom have you. But we are we over-index African-Americans 
particularly black women, we over-index in video. So, and we make all the decisions. So a lot of the content and commercials really today are made for women because women make are make the decisions in the household. We make decisions for the men. The men are out working. Some women are out working too, but both women still make the decision whether they're working or not because they're, they take care of the children. And um, so well, it has a lot the, to do with that. Exactly. And the marketing folks out there have long known that they always target women uh, mm-hmm. with whatever it is that they're trying to push on the folks out there. Um, but I have to say, Peggy, it is just, this is just the tip of the iceberg. And yeah, it's nice yeah. to see that, you know, that folks are kind of thrusting forward and making a little bit more inclusion and, you know, inclusivity out there. Um, because that's what forces these folks to change in these corporations as they see the dollars. And they know we make the dollars. Maybe they're yes. not aware that we know that they know that we know. <laughs> you know, it's, what we're the tenth largest economy in the yes. world it's with the buying power. That's right. So I mean, I think it's higher than that. I think no, I think it's mm-hmm. eight. It's the eighth yeah, largest economy. Now this is this is this is these are I'm saying African Americans. I'm not right. saying any other. I'm just saying, and then you know the Latinos follow us, and then you, so you mean you have the fifth, mm-hmm. uh, the, the fifth largest economy in the world, or here. Um, you know, so what I was saying about UBC in reference to content, you know, my goal is to create lifestyle content. Um, lifestyle content helps, helps. it has legs, and it helps us to appeal to a, war, a wider um, a demographic, all people. Because when you talk about lifestyle, I've always wanted to have um, a channel that has you know, different could tell different stories. You know, for instance, we have a new show uh, called City Vines that we're rolling out. City Vines oh. is our food and wine show, and about new restaurants, and we've been filming that. And um, and one of the things I wanted to do was also to teach people, uh, people of color, about wine because we consume. When you look at the numbers, we consume uh, eighty-five, eighty-three percent of all liquors, African Americans. So, you know. Now we're now we're becoming more interested in wine because wine has been around since the beginning of time, and wine is also very good for you. So wine pairings and things of that nature, uh, new restaurants, and then we have uh, an auto show that talks about uh, autos. We have a show called Urban Access, which is like urban uh, red carpets and things like that. We have a, a, fa- a style and beauty cafe, which is all about fashion. Of new designers and all that kind of stuff and what's happening in the beauty world. And that's where you and I, would, we're going to make an announcement, I know soon, Absolutely. Are, are partnering together to do something very, very exciting. Absolutely. And um, we have um, have a cannabis channel, which is all about the world of cannabis and hemp, uh, because that is something that people need to know about uh, from a business standpoint. Uh, I have uh, sports, which is my, you know, my namesake, I love sports, and, you know, I've done that for national TV, uh, produced that. And uh, we're going, we're delving into news. So we're delving into news because we need a more balanced voice. I'm tired of seeing the same old people doing the same old things, saying the same <laughs> old opinions. And they're not talking to us or any people exactly. of color. And we need to get a real voice out here. And we have our music stuff, you know, UBC jams and uh, which is our um, small concert type stuff. We have going to do be doing some new shows we have coming out, and you'll hear about those. But I'm really excited about the two things 
is our, our new shopping platform that we're rolling out called the Urban Home Shopping Network. And it is something like an urban QVC. Uh, it's a platform, but we're also going to be uh, putting together a TV show that will feature uh, all types of products and services from for small businesses and entrepreneurs uh, who can't get on the larger platforms and things like that. And um, so I'm very excited about that. And we have uh, one of our big shows is called the UBC Mixed Dance Show, which is my show that I created. It is a the evolution of, of Sorry, so train. Uh, we are adding DJs, and uh, we have we're having um, poppers and break dancers and stuff. We have some auditions coming up this spring. Uh, if we can get past uh, being under quarantine, which is <laughs> really scary right now, um, so hopefully we'll have. Well, we have. Well, we've been filming since last year, so we have a lot of new stuff coming up, and we're getting ready to make our debut, a national debut on Roku. And uh, and we have subscribers and people who want to subscribe. They can go. It's a free subscription. We're not charging. Um, so at the moment we're not. So you, we can become a member of UBC TV Network family and uh, and watch our content and and all the kind of stuff we have. We have a lot of stuff coming up, Carrie. A lot of, a lot of exciting. Sounds things. like it, and we are so excited for you at the Hit Radio Morning Show and the Salon TV Network. Now I've got to ask you. So folks who want to visit your website, is there a website where they can get all this wonderful information and find out more about UBC TV? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, you can go to www.ubctvnetwork.com. And uh, you can go there and you can actually sign up for free to uh, your free membership, subscribership for and to UBC TV. And uh, once we launch the mobile app, the, that same sign-in uh, will get you into the UBC experience. Um, so we will have premium content, live content, uh, sports, pay-per-view, everything. Um, and we're also adding uh, podcasts. We have a whole lineup uh, coming. Uh, in addition to uh, the radio, our radio wow. show, yes. <laughs> where people well, will be able to, to – um, to hear your show on our yes. platform as well, Yay. and and vice versa. Like our, I mean, we, we, everybody, listen. Carrie is awesome, and oh, he's just no. wonderful, and he's so uh, just. I have to toot your horn because you're oh. just really just so awesome, and well, we just, you. Um, you know, we've kind of like had this parallel kind of. Uh, yes, we have, and I have it, to say. Um, first of all, I want to thank Ms. Peggy Dotson. Uh, whenever we do any of these things, and the first person I'm thinking about, who can add really uh, something that's meaningful, uh, you know, so that our listeners and our viewers and folks out there, you guys actually tuning in right now, who can add something to the conversation? Uh, and your name is always the first that pops up. Ms. Peggy that's Dotson. Okay. I can just say nothing but amazing things. You've just done some uh, just award-winning things at UBC TV. We're going to be following you very closely right here on the Hair Radio Morning Show. We will be doing a whole bunch of partnerships. Um, we have some wonderful events that we're going to talk about with Hair Nation Expo. We'll get to that in, in some of the upcoming episodes. And hopefully you'll be able to come back and join us, you know, from time to time and, you know, drop some knowledge on us and, and, and you know, give us some 
highlights from your broadcast and let us, you know, talk to some of those stars that are helping to uh, pull it all together for you and bring them right mm-hmm. here. You know, you have That'd a family great. dynamic going on here at Hair Nation, mm-hmm. uh, at Hair Nation mm-hmm. Expo, but the Hair Radio Morning Show and, and Salon TV Network. So we are, that symbiotic uh, feeling is going on, so we want you to be front and center right here always. So thank you. Now, Peggy, is there anybody you want to shout out to this morning? Uh, before we say goodbye, anybody at, at all you want to shout out to? Um, let's see. I just I would like to shout out to to my team, the UBC TV family. I I want to thank all the um, the people who have supported me, uh, Peggy Dodson, and my vision. When no one else, there are people out there that when nobody, no one else supported me. I have a handful of people that. They know who they are. They were right there for me. And I have a heck of a team. We're small but mighty. You know, um, there's Anthony Jones, there's Lenny Nugent, Verona, uh, Amelia, uh, Peter. Um, there's just a, a group of us here, Nathaniel, who's my webmaster, who I would not be able to, to do anything. But, this, you know, people have to understand all you need is a mastermind team it doesn't take a million people it takes a handful of people that that share your vision and and trust that you are never going to give up and that you're as crazy as i am like i am and that sleep, <laughs> so the right i people. sleep yeah the right people I, I believe me i've been through the wrong people too and that's you should <laughs> always know you will go through the wrong people but you have to come out and keep going. But I've been through the wrong people, and now I have such great people. I want to shout out to my team who support me and support my craziness and my manicness that I have because I'm a perfectionist, And um, but I work very, very hard, and we've really done some great things together. And we're getting ready to go to the next level. We're getting ready to go out into the national and international well, I was about to say, I've got a news flash. I think you've already arrived at the next level. <laughs> you are just doing it up. The Hair Radio Morning Show is proud again to thank the amazing Miss Peggy Dotson, UBC TV CEO, and to make sure and visit their website. Her website is www.ubctvnetwork.com, and we are real happy. And again, we're saying UBC, so that's um, that's you like uniform, be like boy, see like Charlie. But um, Urban Broadcast, Peggy D, Urban, UBC. UBC TV. UBC TV, we love it. All right, we'll see you back here soon. Thanks so much for being with us. Okay, folks, we want you to keep it right here. We have a whole lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go stay with us. One in a million. The history of Madam C.J. Walker and her entrepreneurial legacy. Not even her poor and difficult beginnings stymied Madam Walker's road to greatness. Born December 23, 1867, roughly two years after the alleged emancipation of her race, she was an orphan at seven, a wife at 14, a mother at 17, and a widow by 20. The woman who would become known as the first self-made female millionaire and the greatest benefactress of her race was born the daughter of Owen and Minerva Breedlove, poor ex-slaves living on a cotton farm in Louisiana. 
They named their special little girl Sarah Breedlove. A washerwoman by trade, at the age of 33 in 1900, Sarah began selling a product door-to-door which she had formulated to remedy her own hair loss. She pinpointed the root of her hair problems, which was the scalp, and created hair care products and a beauty regimen for hair growth and maintenance that focused on the need for a clean and healthy scalp, scalp protection, and scalp stimulation for maximum hair growth. Her first product would eventually be called Madam C.J. Walker's Wonderful Hair Grower, and she boldly and proudly used her own likeness on her jars and her own before and after pictures to demonstrate her product's effectiveness. Her Madam's own words, she abhorred the impression held by some that she claimed to straighten hair. She emphatically stated, I grow hair and that there would be no hair growing business today had I not started it. She described her concept and method of hair growth as beauty culture because she compared growing hair to growing and cultivating garden plants. She then broadened this concept of beauty culture by incorporating the value of cleanliness and professionalism which emphasized the overall appearance, moral conduct, and character of the black woman. Black women from all over the country began writing letters to Madam Walker attesting to the benefits of her products. By setting up a special correspondence course of beauty culture in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then a manufacturing facility in Indiana, and later a beauty college in New York City, Madam was able to further establish and promulgate her program of beauty culture, which trained the black female in three areas. First, the black woman was taught the proper presentation of herself. She was to be clean, neat, properly attired, and well-mannered. Second, she was taught how to use Madam's hair care system on customers. And third, she was taught how to sell Madam's hair care products to customers. In so doing, Madam C.J. Walker provided a solution to the root of the black woman's demise. She raised the black woman's self-esteem and confidence about her own beauty and intelligence, and she empowered the black woman economically, thus freeing her from white servitude and male dependency. This accomplishment is even more amazing when put in the context of the time in which these things were done and in the context of Madame's own background. The time one historian called the nadir, or lowest point in the history of the black race, outside of slavery itself. The blessings of freedom was now marred by the blatant terrorist acts of the Ku Klux Klan and those like-minded individuals working in collusion with them. The harsh reality faced by the vast majority of blacks living in this era was that the number of lynchings peaked during the early 1900s as did other backlashes sparked by Reconstruction, such as the burning of black churches and schools and the establishment of Jim Crow laws. During this dark period, most black women were either sharecroppers or washerwomen and house servants for whites. Madam Walker was no exception, but she was, however, exceptional. Madam Walker moved her ever-expanding special correspondence course business, founded on her system of beauty culture, to Indianapolis, Indiana, 
on February 19, 1910. She then purchased and paid for her home, adjoining which was a factory and laboratory located at 640 North West Street. She endeared herself to the citizens of Indianapolis when she contributed $1,000 to the establishment of the Senate Avenue YMCA. It is reported that she was the only woman to make such a donation. Madam herself, when referring to the YMCA donation, had this to say, quote, In referring to that $1,000 gift, I don't want you to lay so much stress on it, and do not say that I am the only one. You might say that I was the first and caused others to awaken to the sense of their duty in helping deserving causes for the benefit of the race, end quote. Not long after her move to Indianapolis, Madam Walker also became a member of Bethel AME Church, one of the oldest and most influential churches in the black community, to which Madam Walker contributed generously. In less than two years after moving to Indianapolis, on September 2, 1911, Madam C.J. Walker petitioned the Indiana Secretary of State to become incorporated, and on September 19, 1911, Exactly one year and seven months since her arrival in Indianapolis, the Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company of Indiana Incorporated was established, Madam Walker naming herself president and owner of all 1,000 shares of stock. A relentless worker and ingenious marketer and saleswoman, Madam Walker had thought to place her system of hair care products in black colleges all across the United States. She also regularly advertised in black newspapers and she eventually placed her products in drugstores. As she traveled throughout the country, she wrote letters to her general manager in order to instruct him on how best to run her factory in her absence and how to implement all of her new ideas. However, the Madam Walker agents, Madam's recruited sales force, were her biggest asset. Madam held public meetings in churches, rented lodge halls and other such facilities, and put on demonstrations, including a slide presentation, in order to recruit black women to become Walker agents. Madam Walker taught and trained them in the methods of application and proper use of her hair oils and vegetable shampoo. Eventually, Madam organized a national convention for her Walker agents giving away prizes and other incentives to motivate and energize her ever-growing troops of Walker agents. Sales generated from Madam Walker's manufacturing company and the hair care products it produced enabled Madam to give birth to yet another legacy as Madam became known as the greatest benefactress of her race. Through monies earned and derived from Madam's work in the hair-growing business, Madam Walker regularly donated large sums of money to charity and to individuals of her race who were in need. In fact, Madam was so self-sacrificing and freely giving that those closest to her were worried that she would become financially ruined. Desiring all blacks to have decent homes, at times, Madam would assume mortgages of blacks who were financially strapped, allowing them to repay when and how they could. 
various schools for blacks, and certain social and civic organizations dedicated to the betterment of the black race were also beneficiaries of Madame's philanthropy. Though many have called Madame extravagant, her generosity and passion for her people were Madame's only extravagances. She gave not for self-aggrandizement, but rather to inspire other wealthy blacks to give likewise. Moreover, Madam's giving went well beyond monetary donations. She lent her name and time to worthy causes. She traversed the country, speaking against lynchings, and fought vehemently for the fair treatment of black soldiers who had served in America's military during World War I. Madam C.J. Walker was an ambassador of sorts, a spokesperson for all black-skinned people, a revolutionary, visionary, missionary force. It should therefore be quite obvious that Madam Walker's passing on May 25, 1919, was a tremendous loss to the black race. At that time, Madam had recruited over 25,000 black women from the United States, Central America, and the Caribbean as door-to-door beauty culturists and was well on her way to Africa. Her net worth was over $1 million, making her the first female, regardless of color, to become a self-made millionaire. She is one of the most successful black entrepreneurs of all time and one of the first to utilize the method known today as direct sales marketing to distribute her products. She had also managed to build a 32-room mansion in Irvington, New York called Villa Lawaro, which she had desired to be left as a monument to her name and as an example to her race of what hard work and black support of black enterprises could achieve. After Madam's 1919 passing, her hair care manufacturing corporation was used as collateral to secure the finances needed to build what is today known as the Madam Walker Theater Building. Completed in late 1927, the Walker Building Beauty Salon continues to operate there and continues to sell Madam C.J. Walker's original hair care products. Years later, in 1982, the trustees of Madam Walker's trust would deposit a large portion of Madam C.J. Walker Manufacturing Company's business records historical documents, pictures, and memorabilia with the Indiana Historical Society, who took on the task of painstakingly organizing and preserving the Madam Walker legacy. Seventy-four years after the incorporation of the Madam Walker Company in 1985, the 1,000 shares of capital stock of Madam's Corporation were sold to a man named Raymond L. Randolph making him the first person since Madam Walker herself to own all 1,000 shares of stock in the original Madam Walker Company. A graduate of Attucks High School, Mr. Randolph had never dreamed that he would become the owner and caretaker of this phenomenal legacy. In honor of Madam C.J. Walker, Mr. Randolph placed Madam Walker's image back on the jars of her original hair care products with the words, since 1911, placed underneath it. Doing business today as Madam C.J. Walker Enterprises Incorporated, the hair care company founded by Madam C.J. Walker continues to manufacture and sell her original quality products 
ensuring that the legacy of this remarkable woman never dies. The Madam Walker Agent Program has been reinstituted and is the main method by which her products are distributed today. On September 24, 2011, Madam C.J. Walker Enterprises sponsored a centennial celebratory walk called Tracing the Footsteps of a Legacy. This event marked the 100th year since the pivotal point in her entrepreneurial legacy when Madam Walker incorporated her manufacturing company, the Madam C.J. Walker Business Family, which includes the Madam Walker agents, will continue to keep Madam Walker's spirit alive and well by ensuring that her labor of love, her manufacturing business, continues operating according to the entrepreneurial blueprint she left behind and which is detailed in the historical documents of the company. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah Breedlove. You are indeed one in a million. your beard so long I've been trying to grow for like three years but I still got all these patches tell me your secret and he said Good morning, Lasonia. Good morning, Lasonia. Good 
morning. Happy, happy Good morning, Wednesday. Mr. Kerry Himes. Good morning to all of our listeners. Good morning. Absolutely. Well, listen, it is one of the uh, sunniest mornings I've seen here in New York. It started off a little rainy today. It's gone up to 85, but I heard out your window there in the DMV in Maryland, in your part at least. You're talking about in the 90s, is that right? Yes, we are going up to 94, and I probably will not feel one single bit of it because I will be on the inside (laughs) all day. (laughs) Wow. Well, I tell you, um, and I'm happy about the weather, as I told you guys at the top of the show. I'm really pleased because I think it's a big, big weapon in this fight against this horrible uh, disease, uh, or whatever they call it, the pandemic thing out there. Um, so I'm glad as the temperatures rise, it can only be a good thing. I'm normally just like that, just like you are. I'm not really a big, big fan of hot, hot weather, like a lot of our fans are. A lot of fans, uh, you know, I get it. Um, but uh, I'm not a, a fan of any extreme, whether it's too cold or it's too hot. I like it. Uh, that's probably why I'm settled back here in the Northeast. California was really nice and warm, but I miss all those seasons. So I flew back here to the East Coast, uh, which is my home. But I'm grateful for my time out there. I'll tell you, Lasonia, because it introduced me to radio. That's where I broke into radio, out in uh, Glendale, uh, out in California. So, and broadcast to the Valley and Hollywood and Beverly Hills and all that wonderful good stuff. So, thank you. Thank you, California folks. Speaking of which, uh, shouting out Renee, one of our avid listeners and supporters with Beautiful Hair Products. Just wanted to say thank you. I just spoke with her yesterday as well. She's still doing her thing. You can check her out at beautifulhairproducts.com. And uh, she'll be with us again soon. It's been a little while. Um, so, what else is going on? The word of the day. Remember that. We gave our word of the day earlier today. Oh, I wasn't supposed to say that. <laughs> Goodness. All yeah, right. Sorry. You didn't say what it was. You just said that we no, gave it earlier word, today. But yes, but we're not supposed to say that. <laughs> well, oh, there you okay. go. So that tells you uh, when you listen to the playback, if you're just tuning in and you missed the word of the day, listen to the playback. And you'll be able to hear what that announcement is or was of the word of the day. And then you simply go on our app and and uh, hit the icon that says word of the day. doesn't get any simpler than that. And just type in the word of the day and submit it. It's very easy to do. So it'll be sent over to us. And the app, again, is, is called Salon TV Network. And you just download that if you have an Android phone. If you don't, then you can simply email us at info at hairradio.com and uh, we're real excited about that and good stuff, good stuff but yes, the word of the day, really we give a word each day, we make an announcement you never know if it's going to be at the beginning of the show the middle of the show or the end of the show and we tell you what that word is and uh, you can listen live to it or you can listen during the playback submit it to us, you get five points for each correct uh, guess of that word each day and then um, once that, at the end of the month we tabulate who has the most um, correct uh, submissions, you know, who has the most points. And you get, uh, as you mentioned, great prizes that uh, we're real happy about. And um, and that's all I'm going to say. We'll, we'll kind of park it on that. Hey, listen, we've got a lot to talk about. Uh, one of the biggest 
developments here at Hair Radio in recent weeks anyway has been uh, the confirmation of the new Hair Nation Expo. And uh, it's time to just go ahead and get it, uh, just release it to the world and tell everybody it's official. We will be uh, moving to 2021 uh, for the next Hair Nation Expo installment. And again, just for you guys who may not be aware, Hair Nation Expos are live event that's staged at the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City, New Jersey. So if you are not from the Northeast, you may have never heard of Atlantic City, uh, which is fine, uh, but we're going to change all that. Atlantic City is where they have the casinos on the boardwalk at the beach. So it's kind of like Las Vegas, but it is at the beach. And so we're real, real, real happy about that. Uh, The Hair Nation Expo event, Uh, We really have already made history because we were the first to have a live hair show on the actual boardwalk in Atlantic City, the history of Atlantic City to begin with. But now we're making history again because this is the first eight day, eight, count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight days that we're doing an actual live hair event. And so it's not uh, easy. Let me tell you, my voice is usually gone after three days of the live hair show. I can't even imagine what we're going to do for the eight days in terms of uh, preserving my voice. We'll probably have to have some folks to kind of jump on in and, and help us out there. So I'm real excited about it. I've got some big news associated with it. That uh, hopefully with, by next week I'll be able to share that it's big, big news about the expo with you guys, so I'm real happy. This is not something you want to miss, but um, the show is going to be just extraordinary, LaSonia. We're looking at uh, so many folks to come in and be guest speakers. Uh, We have vendors, new vendors. Like I said uh, earlier in the show, we had a great inquiry from uh, folks who are just trying to restart their businesses. This is the time that if you're trying to get your business off the ground, this is the time to do so, and you can uh, do it with the help from us at Hair Nation Expo. Uh, our website for your convenience is hairnationexpo.biz, and that's www.hairnationexpo.biz. That's B-I-Z. And uh, we're going to have a lot of lot of wonderful super, uh, surprise guests. We are having some performances. I won't say anything more than that at the moment. And we're going to have a lot of new hair products and manufacturers who are joining us for the very first time. Tickets and all that stuff will be on sale very, very soon. I also want to say I heard back from Delta Airlines. Uh, They're on board with us for the eight-day show. You'll get a big discount uh, when you book through Delta if you're flying in to the show. Budget Rent-A-Car has been with us at every show as well. So if you're needing to drive in, you need to use Budget. And uh, we're very pleased. And, of course, our friends and family at the Showboat Hotel. And it's been a difficult time for folks in this industry. We want you to support the Showboat. You don't have to wait until 2021 to visit the Showboat in Atlantic City. They have a beautiful property. It's been renovated. And they're about to do something big there. I just saw it on the news uh, with installing some uh, family entertainment in the way of a big water park type thing. 
so I'm real excited for them. We love you guys at the showboat. Um, they're really a uh, venerable, uh, tough state, a uh, tough place, and they're going to do just fine, and we support them. And again, we're, we will be having Hair Nation Expo at the Showboat Hotel in Atlantic City, and it starts May 1st through May 8th. That's Saturday to Saturday, starting in 2021, May of 2021. So we just wanted to make that official. Is that not big news, Lasonia Nicole? Absolutely. A lot to grasp both to, a lot to get involved with, with, and it's just great dynamic news. And, you know, it's going to be exciting and rewarding as we push towards uh, 2021 to have a dynamic eight-day show. I mean, and like we said, there's no one else having an eight-day show. In order to put on an eight-day show, do you know how much energy and effort and (laughs) thought that goes into that? How much work, how many sleepless nights and sleepless days that will go into this? So there's a lot when we, uh, you know, carry as we go forth with this eight-day show in reference to um, just the energy and the work that takes to go into it. So it's absolutely going to be an exciting time, exciting, very rewarding. That's what That's I like right. That's I, about it. It's just going to be extremely yeah. rewarding. Yes. And I'm looking forward to the natural hair part that's going to be incorporated. So um, I'm excited about that. And, Lasonia, I hope you're going to head this up for us now. And that is yes, to look around and, and Awesome. I am so hyped about it. We're going to have an entire pavilion that's devoted to natural hair. And I already have the space uh, in mind where that's going to take place. And um, in our beautiful 1,000-seat theater, where we have a main stage and all kinds of presentations and recording. And I just wanted to also mention, because a lot of folks don't realize that we also have printing services available. So a lot of the vendors who were at our previous shows, they know. But uh, for you guys out there, we also print business cards. We print banners that hang on the wall at the event, flyers and all that wonderful good stuff. If you're interested, you can contact us through the app, at uh, the Salon TV Network app, or through Hair Radio directly. You can go to hairradio.com. Uh, there's so many different ways to reach out to us through social media. We're on Facebook. My profile, my page is open. Uh, Carrie Hines, or even the Hair Radio Morning Show is there. So lots of good things and ways to reach out to us. And on Twitter, we're at Hair Radio and all that wonderful good stuff. But I'm looking forward to the expo. I really am. And, uh, you know, and I've been ch- uh, kind of like chatting with uh, some vendors each day and, and uh you know, so they were a little sad about 2020, but that's okay because um, we've turned that around into um, history. We really have. And I'll tell you how really fast because I had thought that uh, being a seven-day show now, and I was telling everybody, which is true, this is the first, you know, when we were just thinking of a seven-day, it would have been the first on the continent of North America ever a seven-day live hair show. It's never been done in America, and certainly not on this continent. However, they've only ever had seven-day shows, even in Asia. We have beat them, we've bested them, as they say, by a day. So we have 
the world's longest-running live hair show, period. So I'm going to have to submit that over to the Guinness folks. Our show, being that it's eight days, is automatically history-making on any continent. So I'm real happy about that. Is that not something? Absolutely, Carrie. Absolutely. I mean, All right. it just well, really is. Absolutely. It is, right? So I'm really pleased about it. Okay, I guess you guys know that. So listen, um, why don't we just take a little quick uh, music break, one of my favorite songs. You guys know this is Funkin' for Jamaica. We'll be right back. Now, on the other side of this, we have a lot to talk about, Miss LaSonia Nicole. We have a lot to talk yeah. about. And I want to kind of, I think we really I want to get do, every, probably. Go right ahead. Yes. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry to mean to interrupt you, because I want folks to know uh, what we did not get on yesterday, which was the whole piece um, in our third hour. We kind of, I call it, we Who's went to town uh, on that subject and um, with Mr. George Floyd. And so we're going to kind of talk a little bit about that um, in terms of what uh, we did not get on. We'll see if we can get that on in just a little bit. And we've got a lot more of the Hair Radio Morning Show to go. So uh, why don't you guys stay with us? We'll be right back. Go on. 
time to rise and shine with the Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Hair Radio Morning Show with Carrie Hines and LaSonia Nicole this morning. Good morning to everyone. Good morning, Carrie. You back with us? Hey, good morning. Yes, I am. Thank you, LaSonia. Great job. You sound great. <laughs> I feel not so great, but <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. You're doing yeah. fine. So, you know, Carrie, as we went to the break, you know, we touched a little bit on it. I know that we were going to, I don't know if we're going to still get Crump on, but I know we wanted to get um, his interview on. And then, you know, we want to, you know, continue to talk a little bit about, you know, what's going on in the nation and actually going on in the world. You know, I saw yesterday where, you know, there are other countries that are also beginning to have peaceful protests. Have you seen that, Gary? Uh, yes. Actually, it's spread out quite a bit. Um, yeah, I, I think I have. I, yeah. I, I was very surprised. I was very surprised. It never crossed my mind that other countries would begin to have protests based on what was going on here in the United States. So I was really kind of surprised to see that. I mean, of course, it's a warm feeling because there are injustices that are all over the country, I mean, all over the world. So it was very, um, it was very warming to see that. But um, one thing that I wanted us to talk about, Carrie, I was sharing with you behind the scenes that, um, you know, it's kind of public. We call it all over. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of all over. There is this particular uh, young lady that is at a salon that she has some very, very um, racial messages to what was going on. And and I just want to – and I also was able to see today the salon update for where where she worked at, where she was employed. Ooh. And it was okay. just really profound. So someone had um, – evidently this is one of her comments that she had posted. I can't even watch how disgusting these people are. It's so, so disturbing. Don't you think they should make them work as slaves to pay off all the damage for the rest of their lives? I think so. Um. She went on to say, what is wrong with these people? Extremely mentally unstable. Why aren't all of the CCW out protesting, protecting our citizens and cities being destroyed? They need to be shot. And these were some of her, I'm actually afraid, I'm actually afraid these animals are going to start coming after our children. They already have in Columbus and Cincinnati. So this these are statements from a stylist, Carrie, from a wow. lady who does hair, touches people. You know, your hair is your crown. It's your glory. This lady lays her hands in people's hair every day. And, you know, some of the some of the hardest things about this racism that we deal with are the people who are what you call covert or undercover Racist and what made her? And you know, sometimes you know what goes on in the dark comes out in the light. She decided in this moment to make it known without absolutely, I would have to think without make thinking that she would have any type of backlash whatsoever. Well, 
I am proud to say today the salon that she works in, I'm not going to say her name. Of course, you can look at the no, story. No. <laughs> her name is all over on social media. But the, the letter from the salon starts with her name in all bold, and it goes on to say is no longer employed by this salon. Wow. Uh, exclamation point in all caps. Police have been notified, and she will not be allowed near this building. We are taking this very seriously, and we sincerely regret and apologize for her association to the salon. And it goes on to say, dear clients, friends, family members, all who are part of our salon business and those who are not, let me assure you that this business is one of complete integrity and has respect for all people. We are disgraced and deeply troubled by the racial remarks posted by former employee, and it mentions her name. She has immediately oh been re- she has been immediately removed from this salon. The salon and its stylist share a great love and compassion for all people, and we are greatly saddened by the horrific and senseless death of George Floyd. We advocate and applaud those who are protesting peacefully to make change happen in this country. We are so very sorry for any person who has been given the idea that we do not support peace and love and justice for all people. The words used in the post by her name were disgusting and ignorant, and we do not agree with her, nor will we continue to support her employment here. The new Albany police are involved, and we are working to ensure the safety of all involved. Um, Wow. And it goes on to mention the salon name. But the salon also took an immediate reaction because there was on multiple – Salon uh, stylist websites and salon uh, involvement uh, websites through social media, there was a mass boycott against this. Wow. I mean, it was posted in all different types of, um, you know how the private pages go. And to put this lady out there, I mean, can you believe the words and the terminology that she was using? You know, shoot them. They're animals. They're coming after our Well, this is language that she probably heard from the president. So it's not uh, so, uh, you know, that we've not heard. This is in public uh, record. However, I have to say I'm blown away at this story. I'm literally blown away because usually um, our salons, and as I mentioned yesterday, you know, our salons is a safe place for everybody to gather and to, to talk. And usually there's light talk. And sometimes we get into those heavy conversations, but we all kind of know right from wrong. Um, oh, I think, you know, everybody is entitled to their opinion. Here's what I say. You've got to be able to deal with the repercussions. That's why even with us and this platform, we have to take it seriously because there are folks who listen to us every single solitary morning from not just here in New York and there in in Maryland, but literally across the country and all over the world. And they just – something that you say can, can resonate with someone on a very profound level. And so we've got to guard our words. We have to guard our words, especially during these troubled times. And when I hear something like that, which is clearly uh, vitriol and and a separatist kind of person talking and just real ignorant to me, um, 
that's kind of sad. I'm glad that it sounds like the salon where she used to work has yes. uh, completely distanced itself from that kind of uh, rhetoric. That rhetoric. And, and, yes. Yeah, and it's, it's very negative rhetoric that has nothing to do with where we are as a people and what we're trying to do as a nation. Um, the good thing about all of this, in my opinion, and that's why I'm, it's, I'm glad you brought it up because that's exactly where we are today. Uh, the good thing about it, if anything can say that um, and that can come out of all of this, I think is that we're having the discussions about race. I'm so happy. I've waited mm-hmm. for this my whole life to have these discussions where I heard I was watching the CBS Morning News today uh, during one of the pieces while it was playing, guys, I had to run and listen really fast or watch the TV because it said there was someone on, and I thought I would fall on the floor where it said, the gentleman said, the media has, he didn't say the media, he said the, he said the news has suppressed the message over the years of these people claiming and being upset at uh, what seemed to be the brutality and um, over-policing. And so uh, that I had just, I was blown away because you rarely hear that, especially, you know, you got to remember something. Broadcasting is based upon, uh, you know, sales and advertising, and you got to remember who are the folks who are paying for that, and that's these corporations, and largely they have been the ones, not in all cases, but in quite a few, who have uh, kind of promulgated this kind of mentality. Uh, they have kept it going. They perpetuated these uh, this negative uh, vibes throughout the, the world over these last, you know, hundreds of years. So it's kind of a, you know, both sides. So you have to, you know, it's real difficult to have these conversations, but I'm glad we are. I'm glad we are. Yeah, I, there I are think that we also who, have... Yeah, I mean, even in a platform like this, Carrie, where we know that we have, you know, hundreds of people, thousands of people, and people, you know, just stateside and internationally listening to us, sometimes I feel, you know, that even in my social media, I'm like, oh, do I really want to touch this? Do You know, I, I have friends of all diverses, all backgrounds, and then sometimes I feel like, you know, you have an obligation because silence, you know, what was one of the point silences, you know, kind of like siding with the the violence. So exactly. I don't know. Exactly. You know, I think that sometimes in some shape, form or way you don't have to like, you know, bang it and, you know, talk about it nonstop twenty four seven. But I do think that there is a um responsibility to address it when you have, mm-hmm. you know, a platform. Because, you know, just like people were looking for, you know, your Barack Obamas and your, you know, Oprah Winfrey's and your, you know, Brad Pitt's, and they, they were looking for certain people to release statements. You know, I found myself, you know, having conversations yesterday. Well, what has Michael Jordan said yet? What has this person said yet? Has such and such spoken out against it yet? I think that when you have a certain platform, you know, who much is given, much is respected, there is an expectation and a responsibility that you address it. I I don't think that you can necessarily stay, but, you know, just completely mute on a subject such as this. 
Exactly. And for us here at the Hair Radio Morning Show, uh, this program encompasses all that is hair, beauty, and community. It has been that way since day one, and it will always be that way. And we generally have these things. We address them organically, um, typically. You know, we already, we're part of, just like you are, we're part of what's going on. And many of, that's why a lot of the folks who are on this show are are already newsmakers. These are the folks that we're talking about. That's why I have people who are from television uh, who've been on the show, who, you know, I watch him on Wendy Williams' show one day. The next day he's on this show. And we're on Mm -hmm. talking to him at the White House. And he works on, uh, you know, Michelle Obama's hair. And now he's got a TV show on VH1. And then, uh, and I can go back and, and put on his piece here on our show. And the same thing for, you know, whether it's uh, Matthew Knowles or Dionne Warwick. Uh, I remember she was on our show right after poor, poor uh, little cousin Bobby Christina passed away. So it was, um, we're usually making news right here live on our show or some part of it or we're connected with what's happening. Just organically, because we, we right. pay attention to everything on this show, mm-hmm. and uh, so some most of it, um, it depends. It's rare that we, you know, sometimes I look at it and we've heard enough about certain things, so we may not expound on certain things every minute of the hour because we also want to give you a little bit more information. We want to kind of give you a comprehensive uh, look at the day and to get your day started in a great and positive way. So we give you a little bit of what's going on. Uh, We want to hear your feedback. Sometimes you've got a lot more to say about it than we do. Right. uh, And we love that. Yeah. Absolutely. And we absolutely. And, you know. We love that. Another thing that's pleasing to see in this and, you know, is to see all of the nationalities that are protesting peaceful. You know, I, I think that, you know, the way that one of my neighbors put it to me yesterday when we were discussing, she is a um, a Caucasian woman, and she uh-huh. said, I think we're finally awoke. We're woke now. Wow. You're kidding. And that, that was what she said, you know, and – all in my area wow. yesterday from uh, big cities such as Annapolis to the smaller cities right next to me, Crofton, there were, you know, filled with Caucasians, filled with, you know, um, Indians and uh, Asians that were literally protesting and out on the front lines yesterday with the African Americans. So that was actually Absolutely. really warming. And when you looked at any of the major networks, you saw – the world. You saw representations of the world. You just didn't see representations of black America. So, you know, and that was profound, what she said to me, that we're woke. And she also said that she felt as though, in her words, it's white America that is going to have a responsibility to lead the change. Um, those were her, some of her feelings as she was speaking about this. And then yeah. we shared another quote that was online, and I'll share this one with our with our listeners. Um, it, it goes as this. A white woman, race educator, 
Jane Elliott says to an auditorium full of people, (laughs) yes, I want every white person in this room who would be happy to be treated as this society in general treats our citizens, our black citizens, if you as a white person would be happy to receive that same treatment our black citizens do in this society, please stand up. Unsurprisingly, and nobody, no one moved. That's right. she no one stood up. No one. You didn't understand the directions. If you white folks want to be treated the way blacks are in this <laughs> exactly. society, stand. More marked silence and the lack of movement. She continues, nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. You know you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to or to allow it to happen for others. So, That's right. In, yeah. Let, let me you jump know, on in and say that. Treat Jane Elliott. Mm-hmm. LaSonia, I have to tell you, and I'm so glad you mentioned it, uh, Jane Elliott has been out there doing these kinds of, uh, 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 kind of like awakening uh, little um, things for years. And she's an educator one of my favorite things, she was on the Oprah show as well, and you guys can Google her. Um, there are tons of videos out there that she did. She's the one that's famous for the blue-eyed, brown-eyed um, comparison, where she, yes. even at the Oprah show they did it, where she had the... I was going to say, I remember videos, her from the, Oprah. You remember that, where she had the mm-hmm. blue-eyed uh, folks on one side and the brown-eyed on another? She missed, they purposely mistreated the, the blue-eyed folks uh, and treated the brown-eyed folks real good. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and then when they got out there in the audience, they started kind of going at each other. And this was all done as an experiment. Jane Elliott, uh, she's a Caucasian lady, famous. That woman is as plain spoken. She puts me to shame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she will, she just lets you have it. She doesn't care what color you are. She lets you have it, and she speaks the truth, uh, and it's, um, it actually is quite refreshing. Listen, this is the way I look at this. Having discussions on race is an amazing thing. It never needed to be perceived as being a negative thing. Being able to recognize what makes us each extraordinary makes us extraordinary, my goodness, it's so, I'm just blown away that the country that we have not in the past been able to embrace everybody. It is the simplest thing on, on the planet Earth to do. And I'm grateful to her and to all these folks and to me. And this is just my belief. But honestly, I would certainly support a George Floyd day. And the reason that I would support that is for one reason. I watched a six-year-old daughter on the news this morning oh my with God. her mother, mm-hmm. not the lady who was the girlfriend. I watched the actual daughter and, and the daughter and her mom. And the daughter, uh, she was talking about how much she misses her dad, George Floyd, and what the man really stood for. And so uh, to me, he was a, uh, it was like a tipping of the scale, a triggering point for these much long 400 years late <laughs> discussions. I mean, hundreds of years, literally, of late discussions, at least in the last, even in our lifetime, we're looking at the last 30, 40 years 
these are things that we thought would change and never have. And then yeah. to couple that with folks, you know, stirring a pot and manipulating people and reinforcing these things, it's just, it's been a lot for folks to take. The good news is that people have had enough on, on regardless of what color you are. People have had enough. And also, it's not just black folks, it's not just white folks, it's everybody. There's been so much where everybody's been marginalized, where people cannot feed their kids, they don't have jobs, they're having all kinds of problems. And because, because we've been so preoccupied fighting about what color we are, and this and that, the most ridiculous things on earth, in a sense, okay, not the plight of the folks who have come before us, we're not talking about that, but not looking at this in a logical fashion. We are different when we look at one another, but on the inside, we're all the same. We're all the same. We want the same things in life. And on this show, you're going to get them. You're going to get them. It's that simple. Now, with that being said, there was one gentleman, um, and again, I think I'm going to vote for that, George Floyd. I'm going to send out a a petition to start that. I'm going to send that on out today. We'll talk about it on tomorrow's show. Now, I'll tell you um, that the gentleman that I had a chance, and I mentioned this if you play back today's show, you'll hear it, where I had uh, talked to the family of one of these uh, kids who, again, a suspicious death, and it was a high school student of color. You cannot get any worse than that. Name, um, you know, and you guys, you can, after the show, you can YouTube this. It's out on YouTube, which is my interview, my entire interview with the family. Uh, his name is Kendrick, uh, I should say was Kendrick Johnson. And um, I spoke with his parents way back um right after it happened, actually, and the family was being represented by this very same family uh, attorney who handled the Trayvon Martin uh, case and then also who's currently handling the family's case, uh, George Floyd. So his name is Benjamin Crump, and he runs uh, an attorney's office down in uh, Florida, And so he literally helps these cases uh, whenever one pops up. And he's been busy, sad to say, with each of these. So I'm going to play it. It's a We were supposed to get it on yesterday. And if you guys out there, let me just say this. If you want to chime on in, you may. Uh, If you dialed in the 516 number, just press 1. If you're listening online, then you have to dial in with the 516 number, 459-458, and press 1. That's our indication that you've got something you want to share about this situation and, and what we're talking about today on the show. But back to this piece. This is just a clip, a very short clip, uh, with the family um, from uh, Kendrick Johnson. And, again, uh, just to set it up, uh, Kendrick Johnson, a young man at the high school down in Florida, uh, body was discovered. Now, this is a young athletic man, um, and he was discovered in a gym mat, rolled up. Um, and just real sad story. And Benjamin Crump, 
Again, he's the famed attorney. He's all over the news. He's on CNN every minute you turn on the TV or CBS Morning News or wherever. Uh, and he is out there fighting a good fight and, and just really doing some amazing things. So this clip is only a minute or two. So pay attention. We'll be on the other side of it. I want to get your feedback. So uh, we'll keep the mics on the phone, and we'll just jump right on back in. Folks, uh, take a listen. There is a federal investigation kind of going on. Uh, you know, and maybe we, we can ask uh, uh, the attorneys about that. Mr. Krupp, would you be kind enough to kind of weigh in on that? Where is this investigation and what's going on now? Well, the U.S. Attorney for the Middle District of Georgia announced that he would do a federal review into the tragic death of Kendrick Johnson, uh, which was a, a victory. However, we were dealt uh, a minor setback when the judge ruled just this week that the coroner's inquest that we were requesting to determine the manner and cause of death into Kendrick Johnson, that he was going to stay the proceeding until the federal uh, prosecutor had finished his investigation. That was troubling, very troubling to us, Gary, because we think the two are mutually exclusive of one another. And this family has been for 300 days now fighting, kicking, and pleading just to get the truth of what happened to their child. They have literally been on the street corner every day, six days a week, with signs up saying, please help us find out who killed our son, Kendrick Johnson. And so for the judge to make that ruling was very troubling because the U.S. attorney investigation can go on for a year or so, even longer than that. And so why should they have to wait that long to get the truth of what happened to their child when they know. How, how much is that? That is just, let me just let everybody know, that was a clip from uh, the attorney, Benjamin Crump, uh, on an interview that I did with the family, his parents, uh, on his loss. And let me tell you something, it was a very difficult interview for me to do. Um, as I said earlier in today's show, I'm used to doing happy talk. We're back on live, folks. Um, I'm used to doing happy talk uh, on the Hair Radio Morning Show. So when I did the news magazine program on radio, it was tough to be in reality and talking about, uh, you know, uh, the passing of, of family members and having to get on the radio and talk with their parents, you know, with the parents who experienced this loss. And uh, Benjamin Crump, who I take my hat off to, has, uh, this, this particular uh, piece we had to dig in our archives. This was about maybe 2013, I think. So um, you can catch the whole thing on YouTube, by the way. Uh, just when you, you look up and search on YouTube, search Carrie Hines uh, and Kendrick Thompson, and uh, it'll pop up. Now, for me, um, again, We've been fighting the good fight here on this show because, again, we've always talked about hair and beauty, but it has always been our a part of that credo, which is to support community efforts. Um, I couldn't think of doing anything other than that. You know, so we do it naturally here. A lot of the other folks, a lot of these other outlets are kind of now uh, awakening to that, and that's kind of what we should have been doing all along, but I'm okay with it. Better late than never. And so shine the light. And don't just do this 
now uh, because of this uh, this loss, this huge loss with uh, you know George Floyd. But every day, this is something that has to happen every day. So um, I, it looks like we have a person who is standing by who might have something to contribute. Let's see. I'm just going to bring the the person in. Uh, you're on the line with LaSonia Nicole, uh, last two digits, 4-7. Do you have something to say this morning? Do you have your name and where are you calling from? Yes, hi. Good morning, Carrie and LaSonia. It's Leslie. How are you all oh. doing this morning? Hi. Hey. Hi. hi, Leslie. Gosh, our sales, sales lady. Okay, well, good morning to you. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, have you been oh, listening yeah. to the uh, talk this morning? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. And... Um, and I think it's amazing how uh, Lusonia. I, I I I wanted to let you know I was really, it was really something because uh, I was speaking with Carrie the other day actually about this whole situation and how you said your Caucasian friend brought up that <clears throat> it's a way mm. it, it's you know it's it's a call it's like you know it's mm-hmm. time basically yeah. for us as the uh, Caucasian people in the country to rise up against Mm -hmm. this it's time for us to join together and from what i'm seeing more and more and more is that we are rising up and you know we are saying we are tired of this because let's face it there is violence in all areas okay in this world right there is violence there is um a lot of people have lost children in schools from shootings there's been Numerous, numerous things, and I believe, you know, I was speaking with my daughter yesterday, and even my daughter is like, she's so against everything, but she doesn't like the violence because her husband has to actually work in Philly. So, and there's a lot going on there. And Carrie, you won't believe it, they just moved uh, Mayor Rizzo's statue. Mm. They moved it. They removed it. So for those folks who are, I'm from Philadelphia, so Rizzo... Frank L. Rizzo was the mayor uh, down in Philadelphia for years. He was a very controversial figure. Uh, that's all I'm going to say at this moment. Uh, uh, Leslie, I just want but, to say thank you for calling, and I know you're out in Delaware. And, yeah. uh, you know, and just feeling, you know, how does it feel to be a person who is not a part of the black race? Um, how do you feel when you're watching all this? Um, what are you, what is, what's your hope down the road? My hope down the road is my daughter and I were talking about this, and she said that we all need to join together and just love one another. And um, I feel like the peace is being brought forth through this. There's going to be peace brought forth through this. I believe that George Floyd's death didn't go unnoticed. I think it um, it was something that, He's going to be leaving a legacy behind. That's what I believe. Absolutely. Okay. Because, and then come to find out, my daughter and I were talking about this. The officer that had his knee on him, they actually had worked together in security. Right. Now, every yes. time. Now, and he I knew don't want him. to get too much into that too much, Leslie, because there's a whole lot of speculation around that. But I will say this. I want to thank you. I want to thank you so much for taking a moment to share your comment, especially it takes courage to do what you just did. 
Thank so you. thank yeah, you I very really, much. Okay. You're welcome. And, and I just really agree. I really agree with, uh, you oh. know, us being able to rise up together. And the Caucasians are the ones that need to do it. Okay, because well, we okay. need to show. I'm going to take it from. I'm going to take it from your mouth today, and so we'll park it there. But thank I want to thank you, you so much for being on with us, You're Leslie. Welcome. Yes, thank You're you. Welcome. And continue You're to welcome. listen. We'll put you back in. Enjoy the rest of the show. Um, so, folks, there you have it. There you have it, Lasonia Nicole. There you have it. Uh, what do you say, Lasonia, when you hear something like that? I mean, I think that it's uh, coming in. Um, Solidarity. I, I think that she is also saying, yes, you know, I, like I, that I take solidarity. that charge. I, I take yeah. that charge. It, it's time. And I, I think that that's what it's going to take. It's going to take, you know, each one of us, you know, you and I, Carrie, going out and grabbing our white sister and brother hand and saying, let's go together. I, I think that that's what it's going to take. And then the next biggest thing, Carrie, is yeah. it's going to take voting. You know, all of these positions. Oh, yes, voting, the big V word. Vote, these, vote, these vote. Positions, these DAs, these judges, these people that are in charge are elected positions. You know, the people who are in the Congress and that, that are in, you know, the House, the Senate, these are elected positions. Voting is not and just they're a lot about more powerful the president and than, your governor. Exactly. Exactly. And they're a lot more powerful than that, we think. Yeah, they have more power than than the the president, to be quite well, honest with you. Well, you know, there's and, a balance of as, power. As far I, as, yes, there's a balance of powers. As far as having bills and things passed, you know, it, it's got to get to the president's desk. There are steps before it touches the president's desk. And exactly. That, those and are the positions. You know, those are the positions. You know, there are people that are speaking, people right here in your districts, in your cities, your mayors. Right. They're the ones that are speaking to your governor and speaking to your senators. And your senators are the ones that are speaking to the president. And the president is the one that's signing the bills into law. Exactly. So there are and steps I love that. well prior to the president. Before it exactly. even gets to the president's desk. There are people who a chain of command that goes up to the president. And those people right. that are but in don't that chain wait. of command I'm gonna jump in and say this. Do not right, but do not just wait to uh only vote for the top tier of your party. What, Sonia, and I, I know you're saying this, and that is that remember that politics, local level, I'm talking about city council level. I'm talking yes. about a lot of these board communities. This is where you need to be involved because they're the ones who are making uh, a lot of the choices that impact you directly, directly, and by not thinking that you don't need to participate or thinking that you don't need to participate because you're not sure who's this and that, uh, it's just mind-boggling. And then you wonder yes. why your local community is, uh, you know, you're dealing with these situations. Well, this contributes to that. So yes. um, we're going to continue to shine the light on all of that here on this program. Uh, we're not going to hit you over the head with it so much, but we're going to, we're going to be a gentle reminder from time to time, and, and we want to continue to get your feedback. Uh, I've got to say, uh, coming up on 
tomorrow's show. It's been a while since he's been with us. We haven't heard from Cade. We got to check in with Cade from yes. uh, out in Kansas. Mr. Trichology. Yeah, exactly, Mr. Trichology, uh, and he'll be on about eight thirty New York time. So where he is, it's seven thirty because he's out in Central Time Zone. But for you guys out here um, on the East Coast, it'll be at seven thirty. Um, I'm sorry, eight thirty. 8.30 East Coast time, 7.30 Central time. I hope that's what it said. Uh, so I'm real excited. And I know he's got something really, really good in store. He's been talking about alopecia. We're going to see if we can get a little bit more in on that and uh, some other things he has. Um, and he's been really kind of getting it together. want to remind you, if you missed the word of the day, do go to the show and send us what you think the word is. You can do that via email at info at hairradio.com or, or just go on our Salon TV Network app that you should already have downloaded for free uh, if you have an Android phone. And it's right there, biggest day, a big old icon, word of the day. Um, so real happy about that. We're coming up on our five, 500th show. And I like this, LaSonia, that they can listen to all those other shows, and I mean hundreds of shows, on our app, uh, the Salon TV Network app. And one other big announcement. Uh, we This whole show has been about announcements, but we have a barbering show starting soon. Yes, this is the first time I've actually mentioned it, an actual barber show coming to uh, the Hair Radio Morning Show. So it's a gentleman uh, who is just an amazing, big part of the uh, barbering community here in New York. And his name is Rick, and I'm very excited to have him on the show. So we'll introduce you to Rick, and he's a teacher, he's an educator out there, uh, he's doing a whole bunch. He's been still even teaching right now um, during these tough times. So we'll talk to him about all that and what he's going to be contributing uh, to our broadcast on a regular basis uh, for the barbers. And you guys heard my therapy stuff, my therapy beard oil, which um, he's going to help us to get out there and support that. Lasonia, that's all I've got to say. How was your day today overall? Did you enjoy the show, Miss Lasonia Nicole? Absolutely. I wasn't feeling my greatest, but it's always an enjoyable show. So I definitely uh-huh. always look forward to our show. Well, good. I hope you feel better today. And play back the show. That will make you feel better. Play back the <laughs> show when you get a chance. You'll enjoy it. And for the rest of you guys out there, um, I just want to say it has just been, um, you know, it's a, it's been a little bit of a time, but I have a feeling that we're going to, uh, we're going to be okay. So thanks again. I think we have our amazing outro to kind of uh, get on out there, and uh, we'll see. We'll see you back here tomorrow, six in the morning till nine Eastern time. And uh, we've got some more stuff for you, and, and we'll just leave it there. We'll park it there today. Make it an awesome Wednesday. And thanks again. Awesome. Well, it's that time for us to bring this episode of the Hair Radio Morning Show to a close. I want to thank all of our amazing advertisers, and we encourage you to support their products and services. Also, want to thank our great guests and my co-hosts, LaSonia Nicole, the Hair Radio Morning Show Ambassadors, our music editor, Kelly, and to all of our wonderful show fans from all over the world. Remember, the Hair Radio Morning Show does not have to end here. 
catch the replay of today's broadcast over at stormradio247.com starting at noon. And as always, visit us at www.hairradio.com to continue our hair talk discussion. If you're interested in being a guest on our next show or advertising your products and services, simply give us a call following today's show at 347-587-3213. Again, that's 347-587-3213. And also share your program ideas with us at Twitter. Simply send to at Hair Radio or search us on YouTube under Carrie Hines. Now, we'll see you back here for the next live episode starting 6 in the morning till 9 o'clock Eastern weekdays. That's 5 to 8 Central. Again, I'm Carrie Hines. And until the next time, if you say it, I'll play it. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.